Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 251, and it is Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everyone? Yes, and joining us in the studio, we have our first ever live guest in the Codex Prime Zoom studios since... February 2020, uh, bef- wait before the pandemic. Uh, yeah, Jim, right? Yeah, Jim Savard was our last guest because oh, yeah. um, y'all, were, y'all were praising birds of prey. No, the hell so, we was not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, joining us in the studio, uh, we got uh, returning to the Codex Prime podcast, Bad Lad, Dennis Lopes. Yes. Welcome back, bro. Yo, thank you so much. It's pretty dope. Um, so I'm the, you're saying I'm the first alive guest back in over a year. Yep. That's dope. And I'm yeah. like, this is my second first I was uh, uh shout out to J- uh, Jaywan Wilson who started his own podcast mm-hmm. with good people and I was his very first guest. Oh, there so you I've go. Been, I've, nice. I, I've never been anybody's <laughs> inaugural anything, you know what I mean? And now I've been inaugural, what, you know what I mean? And within a month's time, so nice. Yeah, I'm that's leveling up. Okay, so I'm good. That's what's up. That's what's up. I think the rates might have to start going up now. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> nice. Yeah. This week. We taking it back to the barbershops. Ooh. Let's go. So I took this concept uh, from Chris Jericho's uh, podcast, Talk is Jericho. Mm-hmm. So what he would do is he would put, you know, he's a he's a rock guy. Yeah. So he would take one classic rock album and do a versus mm-hmm. against another classic rock album, and they would just dissect it. Okay. So. We're gonna dissect a lot of albums, as you you know, as y'all can see on the Facebook lot. Jeez, Vic done put out his whole hip hop collection. Yeah, there's some stuff here I need to get. Yeah. I got a couple, couple things I have, a couple things I need, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely a, a good, a good for what I looked through. Cause I looked through all of them, but what I saw, I like definitely. So, yeah. you streaming, streaming messed this up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, it's. The search was fun, you know. Back when when you had your record stores and stuff like that, the search, right? The, the journey, you know. How they say the enjoy, you enjoy the journey more than than the, the destination, right? You yeah. know what I mean, so and I think that's that, that that held true with just being able to find things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some of these, you know, and I don't. I would assume I'm going to assume the younger generation when they come upon what they consider to be classic albums. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they. Um, it still captures them to a point where you remember where you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm looking at a couple of these and I remember where I was when they dropped. I remember copying them or mm. being in the presence of somebody who had copped it. Right. And yep. just remember my surroundings, what the day was like, you know, that kind of stuff. Exactly. So. Especially like when you first heard that wreck. Right. Like when you right. first heard, yeah. like sure. just a simple sure. song. You're like, sure. yo, I remember where I was when I heard this. Right. And I was talking, I was talking to my nephew like a month ago, like, he didn't understand, like, he's young. He was born in, like, 05. So, I was like, you don't even know about how important the rap magazines were. Like, the Source, Double yeah. XL, rap pages. Yeah. And it's like, they gave you the review, then you took the CD home, or in your car, right. and it was in your car for a month. Right, right. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, if, the, if the mics, if the mics denoted it, yeah. if, it was for, if it was for or better, it was in your rotation. Yeah, and and it was it was, it was pretty accurate. Like the source yeah. for a while, for a while, the source was the Bible. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they really they um they 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 I don't want to say tastemakers, but no, but tastemakers to a degree. But they definitely was the pulse of of everything hip hop music. Right. Yeah. Music. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to say hip hop because that's disrespectful to all the other elements. So right. Hip hop music, you know. But um, it started becoming to its to its readers and this reader in particular, yeah. it started becoming very um, West Coast East Coasty. Yeah, you know what I, I believe. Mean? Yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, you know, um, favoring to and fro. You know what I mean? Like yeah, depending almost, on who, like, like, depending who's on writing. who, right, right. And you're like, all right, you're giving out this to who and. And it would, you know, so it, um, I felt like always felt that. And of course, to everything else, um, that and the internet was kind of its demise. But yeah, definitely. there was a time where like, you know, like I still use five Mike as a, as, as, as a rating system, there's <laughs> a rating system as an adjective. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when I, I don't, you know, somebody says five star food. I don't say, I say five bike food. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> my five mics has replaced the stars. Like I, so it's, it's. It is a part of my, my diatribe, so you know, it, yeah. it definitely it definitely holds it, it, its impact is evident even to this day. Exactly, because yeah. even then I was saying too is like because of streaming, music is moving so fast. Right. You get yeah. so much at one time. It's like you can't keep up. Right. You can't dissect them. You can't dissect an album like you can like we used to back in the day. Like. Kanye's album just came out Sunday. Right. We ain't talking about it by the end of the week. Right. Mm. Right. We are because something else is gonna come out. Right. Right. Yeah. And that that was the thing too. Like around, right? DMX was one of the first ones to do that to drop multiple projects in a year. Yeah. And it really, I mean, I commend the work ethic and all that, but. And I guess it's something that'll never happen now in the microwave generation. Um, but I used to like to miss my favorite artist. You know right. what I mean? Like you would mm-hmm. sit on like, man, such and such is due. You know what I mean? That that used to be a thing where, man, Gangstar's due for an album. You know what I mean? Or you know, uh, Big Daddy Kane's due for an album. Like, let you miss him for a minute. Now it's like every time you look around, and that that's one reason I give strikes away from Little Wayne. Like I understand and respect the work ethic. But like it's just way, way too, too much, much, bro. It's mm. way too much. Like and I'm not going through all that. Yeah. Same reason I'm not going through 27 songs and Kanye's that stop it. It's just stop it. <laughs> stop it. 27. I haven't even finished the album. Listen, it's it, it, it to me like he's not stealing any of my life anymore. Like he, he's he's taking enough of my life. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with this album. Just, it doesn't I'm stand out. If you remember when College Dropout came out. The first three albums was, my God. Right. God, my God, my God, my God. Right. Like, he had his own sound. Like, it was the Rockefeller sound, but it was still, like, Kanye's sound. It was a Rockefeller. It was a Rockefeller. He was dope enough to be on Rockefeller without really being what every other artist on Rockefeller was about. Exactly. Right? Right? He was, like you said, he was Kanye. It was straight Kanye, and it worked. And you were like, wow, this kid is, whoa. And then he went, you know, uh, people always want to go, you know, commend folks on being artsy and pushing the art. And some, and sometimes, yeah, it is true. Other times, no. 
and it just it yeah. just became too like it became too much like his sneakers. Like you're trying way too hard to mm. push the envelope of what hip hop is and what art is, and it's like, bro, <laughs> no, he just no. Like when, when 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 the gods of, of hip hop set the tablets down at the foot of the mountain, there's some things that are etched in stone. Yeah, and some of this shit ain't it. I don't give a good goddamn. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's just old man. I don't know. So yeah, we gonna get right. We gonna get right into it. Let's go. I, all right, I'm gonna start from the I'm gonna start from the bottom. Okay. Well, I'll go I'll go from around because there's yeah, one that this is there's one that is gonna hurt your feelings. Listen, <laughs> listen, let's talk about it. All right, Red and Meth's black. Oh, and everybody in the comments can now uh, participate too. Yes, please. Red and Meth's blackout versus Black Star. Mm. Um. Wow. Shit. Dang. I got bl- I got black blackout in the other room. <laughs> I love that album. It is. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm not gonna choose right now. I'll just give you. I just will say. Um. In the in the immediate short answer, Sal Montero is saying Black Star. Um. And I think and that that is great. So Sal Montero. Uh, um, from the Nonviolence Institute, right? Um, I think it is. Per- I think it is perspective, mm. right? It is perspective. So, Sal, the path he walks, no doubt, black star. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at but it. But my God, <laughs> blackout is. Um, so black star is is is. I love black. Don't get me wrong. This is this is like choosing between children. You are absolutely yeah. right. This is tough. Seen uh, both yeah. of them in concert, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, so, I've never seen Black Star. Not in, not Black Star together. Oh, it was, okay, I, yeah. see oh, mo- yeah. I see oh, most. I see most. Yes. So I've I've seen, I seen most yes. and and um, Talib. Yes, I've seen I've seen most and Talib. Yes, both at Fet, by the way. Yeah. Yes. I, and I hosted both of them shows. Here we go. <laughs> yes. And me and Japan. Shout to Japan. Um. Okay. So back to us. Yes. So. I am going to say. I'm going to give the edge, right? The edge, and it's a slight edge to Black Star. I'm not mad at it. I can't. Say, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm right. I'm just going over what I'm feeling right now. Oh, there's now. no wrong answer. When I tell you a slight edge, I mean a, like a one A one A one point A one A one double A, like not even one B, like one A and one double A, like it's. So blackout is just that. It is a blackout bar fest. It is a mm-hmm. bar fest. It is it is just it it's my kind of lyrics. You know what I mean? Right. I grew up on the bravado, talking shit, you know what I mean? Party good time. Yeah. And it is every bit of that. It is start to finish just like bar after bar after bar after bar. Like the stuff that you used to hear in the bathroom ciphers and the living room and the grimy underground spots where that we frequented during my time you know what i mean black rap right black rap around midnight all that you know what i mean where but black star wow I, I, so so maybe okay this is, this is probably the best way i think the slight edge is because we expected that from red and meth no okay mm-hmm. by the time red and meth, by the time red and meth dropped black out Folks were clamoring for a Red and Meth album. Yep, that's true. So, you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, those who, because 
that was uh that was still the raucous. Black Star was when raucous was still raucous. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And they were the heavy hitters. They you know they was you know the the, the cleanup hitters of raucous. Her, them, uh, Eminem. You know what I mean? Yeah, Eminem was on there. Yeah. Farrell March. Yeah, yeah. Farrell March. J Live. You know what I mean? Them them cats. So, um, so we n- was looking forward to it, but I think Black Star won over one fans right one fans with that project you know what i mean like yeah, they had everybody meth and red were already at superstar status they mm. were already gods yeah, they among, weren't yeah right. most most entirely most weren't enti- quite weren't no, they quite were, there right. they were the gods of raucous right but you had to be up on raucous to, to really fuck with it you know what i mean yeah whereas and then black star dropped and black star it's it's one of those where it was one of them like classic albums hit you in different ways. We talked about how you remember where you were and the day it dropped or whatever. And I don't, I can't honestly say I remember the day it dropped or where I was, but I do remember it. Like when I finished Blackout, I was amped. I was the adrenaline was up. When I was done listening to Black Star, I just was I had to pause for a minute, like and, and just take it all in because that came these kind of albums, the Black Stars. Uh, things fall apart. Um, uh, Daylock grind date. Daylock stakes is high. They came at times when the, the when the when the music needed it. Mm. Oversaturation yeah. of the bullshit was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not so much the bullshit, but and I mean I don't mean bullshit in uh, whack material music, but like the bullshit of it becoming more and more about. Sex, sale. drugs, money, and murder. Right. Yep. So this was that breath of fresh air. It, and it always like it, it's always remember pitfall and you and you were swimming and you had to hit the bubble to get right. the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, it always puts me in. Black Star was the air, and it was one. Of them, it wasn't one of those little bubbles either. That shit was a big <laughs> fucking bubble. Yep. Like yeah. yes, because like child, children's story, bro. That was like yes, you were speaking to because them dudes. I'm always closer to the native tongue. Mm-hmm. I'm always gonna favor the native tongue because, you, and you guys can relate. They spoke. Daylight always hold high regard for me because they showed me it was I to be who I was. Mm. I wasn't the drug dealer. I wasn't yeah. the, the the athlete. You know what I mean? I was the mid tier dude. Right. But yeah. but I was the rapper dude. You know what I mean? I was a creative, but I didn't I didn't wear the jewelry. I couldn't afford it. You know what I mean? I didn't I wasn't out there hustling and, and doing that kind mm. of stuff. But I knew, like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, you know, I, I, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm cool, but, like, I wasn't as quick to let the world know, like, yeah, I'm cool. You didn't need but to put then, it out there. Yeah. Right, and then Daylock came, and I'm like, holy shit. And, like, me, myself, and I, it's a, it's a, it's on its surface, it's very poppy because it's a very easy hit. Easy. The, sample, the samples, George Clinton, and so, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it has its strikes, but its overall message is just like it be spoke yourself. to me it was like be yourself and like it's all right to 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 to, to stand behind your shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, so while everybody is wearing hundred dollar jordans and gold ropes and stuff like that i'm wearing you know the, the, the wooden beads and the paisley shirts and you know what i mean and like really going left this shit you know what mm-hmm. i mean and it and it and it, and it, and it allow me to be confident enough to stop my own movement 
and, and, and you know what I mean? So I will always lean towards those guys because to me, it's harder to make that music for the masses or make that music and make it not just palatable, but classic. Yeah. So. Exactly. Damn. Yo, Sal's hitting us. He's hitting us. Your ex clan, poor righteous teachers. That was, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that era made us want to do more. Right. Mm -hmm. They were very. Trust me. I. I. I'm not a conspiracy theorist about a lot of things, but they say there's a there's a a, a, a theory that the higher ups that were in music and the private prisons had a secret meeting to push the agenda that we hear mostly on the radio. I believe that shit. I truly believe that shit. Because groups like P.E., groups like Brand Nubian, groups, uh, Rakim, like guys, you know, the guys that, that came from the 5% Nation and were preaching knowledge of self. Guys that came just from the Black Panther perspective and, and was pre Paris and them guys, they were sending, sending young brothers to college, bro. Mm. Looking to go to college. Not to, not to the army, to college. You understand what I'm saying? They was empowering young black minds. That was scary. Yeah, to the point, to the point where college <laughs> college sweaters were in stock. They were fashionable. Yeah, yeah. HBCUs. Use. Those numbers went up. You understand what I'm saying? They made they made them relevant. It was shows like and like and it was all of this was happening at the same time. So all this conscious rap is happening. A different worlds happening yep. on TV. Right. Like this shit is like. You know, we're moving it the way we watch them move their propaganda. And we're like, okay, so now we're doing this. And now here comes NWA, here comes this one, here comes that one. And it, and now conscious rap is, isn't is as marketable, right? relevant. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm always going to lean towards them dudes. So no disrespect to him because Clifford Smith is in my top five dead or alive. His master of the English, his mastery of the English language is phenomenal to me. It's unreal. You know, he's like, trying to play, uh, he's trying to get into the MCU? Yes. He's trying to play Bishop. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. In the comics choice. now, Bishop has short hair, but. Right. This is Marvel. They can do anything. Right. Yeah. If they can put Shamamo in a braided wig. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Kyle, what up? So, <laughs> oh, Kyle's gonna love this. So, one. so what do you guys say? Oh. Black Star Black. Oh, I put. I love Black Star. B Boys will be B Boys is my favorite. That's one of my because favorite, I'm a B Boy. Okay. You know, big shout outs yep. to Donnie Battle. Yeah. I know him as Keebler from the Ground Effects Absolute, Group. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, he's still on my phone as, as Keebler too. God, I still call him Keebler. I can't. Yeah. I just can't do it. I can't uh, do uh, Donnie uh, Battle. Uh, <laughs> I just. Can't. I can't even call him Donnie. <laughs> He's always been Keebler. Yeah. Um, you know, because, you know, so that one hit me. It's just, I was real into beats at that time. Yeah. So Rockweiler was putting out those real standout, like Rockweiler was like fire, four, yeah, three, two, one. Game, like those beats really just stood out to me. So like, I'm a Just Blaze fan, mm -hmm. especially during mm -hmm. like the Rockefeller. Oh mm -hmm. my God. So it was like when he, he had beats like that, that would just really catch my attention. So that's what will, that's what leaning me, to, that's what's leaning me towards blackout. Yep. And then not to mention you're getting, like you said, it was a bar fest. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to go with black, uh, blackout on this one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, man, I guess for me, cause I, I've been thinking about this, um, 
and and you both make compelling points. Like Black Star, it's it's, it's one of those like modern classics, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and Blackout is just, it's like it gets you amped, like all, from the from the the, the the video "Tear the Roof Off," which I'm pretty sure inspired Def Jam Vendetta, <laughs> um, uh, with his pro wrestling uh, the, theme. WWE, yo, yep. they did okay. an edit. Mm. Of that, I can't find it on YouTube, but they actually did an edit when that song was out. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Like you just put WWE footage with the footage from the video. Nice. Oh, okay. okay. Like yeah, I yeah. can't find it anyway. I remember it because I was amped about it, and yeah. that was the Attitude Era. Yeah. So you, right. everybody was watching wrestling right. at that, that time. Perfect, so when they combined yep. both those yeah. worlds, I was done. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like tear the roof off. You, the Rockweiler. Um, that one joint with um oh four seasons with L Cool J, yep. uh, uh ja, ja Rule, um dang man. That's wonderful cover with Street Life. That's yep. such a gritty track. It's so yeah. gritty. This is when, this, you know this is when I mean? Def Jam was Def Jam. Yep. Yeah, that was. And I and when I when I uh when I put out a demo and we, you know, my producer shout out to Wendell, um, hmm. early nineties was shopping our demo, that was um. It, it, it brings me back to those, that vibe. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean that that it, late nights and just I remember writing in the studio and and going going in from like the club. We would leave the club and hit the studio, mm-hmm. get there about three thirty in the morning and stay till ten. Oh. And just so like that, <laughs> that it just reminds me of that gritty era. That just. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle from UWO. Kyle just brought it back to the rap CD. WWE put out oh, aggression. That yeah. album was beautiful. If you're a wrestling fan, you would yeah. appreciate it more. Oh yeah, Method Man's remix of the Rock's wow. theme. Yeah. Right. Uh, Redman did um, Vince. Oh yeah. C Murder did uh, Gangrel. Dame Grease. You could tell they were trying wow. to get DMX. I, I haven't heard that CD in <laughs> Oh, Rev Run did the DX theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You yeah. could tell with the Undertaker theme, they were trying to get D, like they wanted to get DMX, mm-hmm. but they got the Wish version and got Mino. But the song <laughs> was still fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take it to your era. Big Daddy Kane's Long Live the Kane versus Slick Rick: The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Um, again, it is very, it's very similar in that. Big Daddy Kane is a bar fest, and not and not that Slick Rick isn't, but Big Daddy Kane is a is a bar fest, and um, it was his coming out party, right? It was his debut mm-hmm. album, but actually both of their debut albums, right? Um, and thing about Slick Rick, Slick Rick, I'm trying to remember, but I think his re- his release date was pushed back. Like his album dropped later than it was supposed to, right? Big Daddy Kane was right on par. So as as his rise went, so mm-hmm. did as you know he dropped his projects. Yep. So when uh, Slick Rick, Slick Rick uh, drops, so Slick Rick drops Children's Story. So yeah. Children's Story, I mean, um, is it Children's Story? Yeah, it's Children's Story. Children's Story comes out before the album right and it's what it is it is one of the greatest single hit singles in hip-hop mm-hmm. um it is a, definitely a, a top 10 party classic you know what i mean uh, it, it it was it was seminal in the way the black style was seminal because it was different 
it was his mastery of stories. Yes. Because mm-hmm. there's a collection that's of some great stories. That's my that's right? my he's vote really, because he's not really bragging, he's not really boasting. He is just telling, telling you some great stories. And right? he is one of the greatest storytellers in the history of the fucking game. Yeah, he is He rep like nobody was really telling stories. No, no. Before Slick Rick. And, and and not that they weren't, but not for an album. Right. Not for an album. Not an, an entire yeah. album of just tale after tale after tales. And it is and and you you can he takes you on such a visual ride. Yeah. He takes you on such a visual ride. So um with all that being said, I'm going to give a slight edge to Big Daddy Kane. Really? Because I just love this production more. Hmm. I was growing with the production that the, the, Slick Rick's production was still a little more mid to late 80s where Big Daddy Kane's production was getting sample sampling was becoming more um grown up. It was becoming it was starting mm-hmm. to become it was more than just a simple loop mm-hmm. over right. a drum beat. It was becoming more melodic. Yep. You know what I mean? So it it, it was it was the birth of that. And don't get me wrong cuz there's there's bangers on it. There's bangers on on Slick Rick stuff as far as production wise but um Big Daddy Kane just the just it, it was him and Rock him at the time mm-hmm. those 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 were they were the ones to be lyrical wise like yeah. Yeah. if your bars are going to be G rap Big Daddy Kane Rock him those were your leaders mm-hmm. if you if you're looking mm-hmm. for the top spot these are the three men you got to see right now can can I can't even argue yeah. I can't even and argue. Slick Rick was just the 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 king storyteller, the wise sage who would just spin a tale about anything. So, but the one that I know I definitely kept in rotation more was Big Daddy King. So I'm gonna say Big Daddy King. Okay, what okay. you got? Oh man, yeah, another another compelling case uh, right here. Um, I'm gonna give this slight edge to uh, Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Okay. Yeah, because you know, um, I mean, I I really liked Big Daddy Kane's album, but um, but Slick Rick, man, I mean, his 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 gift of a gab when it comes to stories like Mona Lisa, <laughs> <Yeah>. Children's <laughs> Story, uh, <laughs> man, and, and just just like the the humor uh, throughout the album, exactly, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, oh. yeah, absolutely, yeah, very yeah. witty, very witty, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I yep. agree. Okay. All right, this one's pre- this one's more of our era, but right. you followed it. Now this one I had to. This one, I had to compare production because these were two albums where producers were clamoring okay. to get on these albums. Mm-hmm. Jadakiss's Kiss the Game Goodbye versus the Game's documentary. I'm going with Jadakiss. <laughs> You're still high off that versus. I mean, I mean, listen, listen. I've been, I've been since that versus. I've been listening to Jada Kiss's albums like on Spotify, like from from the from Kiss the Game Goodbye to his latest one, Ignatius. Yeah. <sighs> Top five dead or alive. He's got a compelling case for it, man. He's got a strong case. And Kiss the Game Goodbye, man. I mean, you got tracks like Show Discipline with Nas. Mm-hmm. His singles like Put Your Hands Up, which I I know the whole. I, I know a chapter and verse. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Um, Neptunes. Yeah, Neptunes. Yep. Damn, like. Nat- Nasty Girl, produced by Timbaland. Yep. Um, we gonna make it. We gonna make it. Um, even, it's time I see you, featuring all the Rough Riders. Yep. Hell, even that, even the song where he samples um, uh, "Optimistic" was actually pretty, pretty nice. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I kiss the game goodbye, man. 
one of the strong strong debut albums of the early 2000s. I can't knock games though, cause like you had Dre, you had Just Blaze, you had Kanye, Cool and Dre. Like his was production. He was it was production. It was heavy with production himself. Um, I'm gonna give the nod to documentary for this reason alone. Okay, and it's not Jada's fault. So this has nothing to do with you, Jada. I was just very um. I think I was OD on East Coast at that time, and I mm. just I just wanted something different. And Dre was like, "Well, here you go," and I was like. Because, like you said, for all those components, for all those components, NG Unit. Yeah. For yeah. NG Unit, Dre, Dre, I mean, excuse me, 50's on there. You know what I mean? Um, Running is one of my favorite tracks. Like, uh, but it is, it, it's, it's, documentary was, it, it made me a game fan. Mm-hmm. I was on the fence because, you know, you had this, and it, it was good what I heard, but all right, here's your album. Here's your chance to wow me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a yeah. I gotta give it to Jada production wise and the I remember the anticipation. Yeah, yeah. The anticip yeah. the anticipation was real yeah. for Jada's solo album. Yeah. yeah, it was. He dropped um We Gonna Make It live in Madison Square Garden. Nobody had ever heard it. He mm. debuted it. I, I think it was a summer jam. One of those right. type of deals, and like that is one of the stories of law, like how Madison Square Garden almost caved in when that, bang, bang, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> folks were like, "What?" And, and and it does like to this day, it's it's one of them songs that when I hear it, like don't play it on your phone, don't play it on an alarm clock, mm-hmm. either play it with something that requires a subwoofer, <laughs> like yep. a, 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 you know what I mean, a circuit breaker. Like mm-hmm. I need to hear that loud. loud. It's, yeah. it's the only way to appreciate it. It's, I mean, so. it's yeah. Woo. Very compelling yeah. arguments. Yeah. I'm seeing in the comments here, Steve Chapman says that the documentary was fire. It was. Um, yeah. Brian Lopes says, album wise, he's going to give it to the documentary. Um, Sal Montero says, uh, the game at that point, Jada is solidified. And Kyle Chapman says, lyrically, Jada, not even close. However, in totality, he gives it to the documentary. Yeah. I think, I, and I think I'm going to, to, um, to Brian's point, I think album-wise, I just think it was a better album. I think Jada's, it was a good collection of songs. Okay. And I just, mm-hmm. could, and, and maybe it may just be simple arrangement. Yeah. Might be, you know what I mean? I don't know. But mm-hmm. to me, this just album-wise, like like Brian said, album-wise, I got to say yeah. documentary. Mm. All right. Commons B versus Kanye's College Dropout. All right. Both of the. I'm talking about when Kanye was Kanye. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So if, if we're going to like go back to when, where Kanye was Kanye, you know, when he, w- when he came off with the buzz of like excellent production off the blueprint, uh, yeah. uh, my, one of my favorite uh, Jay Z albums. Yeah. Um, yep. So this is the time where Kanye was actually had some sense <laughs> in his brain. Can you dig it? Yep. <laughs> Uh, not talking about how slavery was a choice in all this. Right. Um, Commons B, I'm going to say B, in my view, is Commons' best album, it, it, just in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're talking about an album that I can sit down and just listen to like uh, constantly, especially back back in the mid-2000s, I got to go with College Dropout. Same here. I, I have to. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a sweet. Yeah. Sweet. And B's not my favorite of his catalog, but it is a great album. 
Um, but that right there was just it was something different at his time. And uh, another thing, is, like you, another thing, like you said, with uh, like how you were saying with De La Soul, like he wasn't the uh, shoot 'em up gangbang right. that everybody on Rockefeller oh, was. Yeah. And he comes out with this. And it was like, oh, nice. whoa! It was it, it hit it. Expo- it was like an explosion, yeah. you know. So, Slow Jams was a big hit on Twister's album. He releases it on his, and it's longer. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then right after that was the workout plan, and like, yeah, yeah. like it was a real like that was an explosive. The workout plan was an explosive record. That was something I was not expecting from Kanye. Right at yeah. that time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I would have to go with Kanye on that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what else you got? Jay-Z's Black Album versus G-Unit's Beg for Mercy. I say this because those al- I put those two together because those albums came out the same day. That's your right answer. <laughs> uh, the black that's, album. That's the right answer. <laughs> it, yeah. That's the right answer. It's just and not just and not to slight beg for mercy, but you you <laughs> you dropped on the day he retired. <laughs> but then at the same time, that was the year Fifty was hot. Fifty was everywhere. Yeah, it was. Yep. 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 So it was, so yeah, yeah you was, couldn't go nowhere without, especially that summer. Even though lean back, no, that was. Uh, 2004 was Lean Back. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Was it not two, wasn't that 2004? Oh, it's 2003. Black right. album. Yeah. Okay. So, I remember, like, 50 in the G unit was all over the mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Right. Everywhere. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, they were on the streets, but they shared the streets. They shared the streets with him. They didn't share the charts with him mm. at that time. Right. That man was, he was prime. He was prime. He was the hottest thing spinning. The hottest thing spinning. There was no wrong with him. And I know Brian's like, fuck Jay-Z. Was that Brian that said that? Yeah. Yeah, like fuck Jay-Z. You can (laughs) say fuck Jay-Z if you want, bro, but it's not fine. At that time, that black album was... Good Lord. Jay, Jay, Jay is still lyrically... He's a lyrical god on his own, whether he used Biggie's lyrics or not. ironically enough... How that was marketed yeah. was a blueprint for Fifty. Yeah, really. Think yeah. about it. Hmm. As far as branding mm-hmm. and and marketing yourself, because Fifty is one of the greatest self marketers since Jay Z, in my opinion. Hmm. That man knows how to move, navigate, and keep his name relevant. Keep his name. Keep money in his pocket, and hmm. and, and, and like neither because neither one of them need to make music. No, yeah. we can all agree they don't need to. But, like, yeah, Jay, Jay laid the blueprint for a lot of folks. Yes, and one thing I love, I respect about was, Jay, Jay mm-hmm. loves the art of making an album. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, he met American Gangster album. He told a story of a tip, it was a, a typical drug dealer story. Right. Yeah. But each of those songs described, like, those moments. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I listened to, it, he had like a little performance on MTV in, on MTV when that album came out, and it was, and he broke down like why he put 
place these songs here and there and what each song, what each story, right. each song was. Yeah. If, and if you and if you guys want a better reason why the Black Album is an actually better album, um, Maturity. Yeah. yeah. 50 and them were still young, so they were still talking about the same bang, bang, shoot them up stuff that you hear, you can hear from anybody at that time. Mm. But they were good at it. Where Jay talked about a lot of different emotions and a lot of different things and gave different content. And to me, that's those are those things that make a classic album a classic album is the content yeah. of it. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Is is you know it can some things can leave you in a certain emotion, but when they can take you on a ride of different emotions and touch on different topics, like to mm. me, that's what makes a, a solid album a solid project. So, oh, okay, yeah. Ab- absolutely, and also too, like um, Jay Z also had one of his most honest songs on the Black Album, Moment, Moment of, of Clarity, Clarity. Mm-hmm. where he admitted he said, "I dumbed down for my audience to double my dollars. They criticized me for it, but they all yell holla." And the thing <laughs> is, and, and that's so true because when you listen to Reasonable Doubt how like densely lyrical it was then you switched to volume one in my lifetime which was a step down it, it, it gave you a hint of of the jay-z from reasonable doubt and volume and volume really? two volume two volume one yeah, absolutely. it's very poppy it's very, it, it is it's, very, it's, it's like diddy came in and said let me help you do your album yeah yes. but I'll... suit dust on it mm-hmm. and it's very the city is mine you belong to the yeah. bullshit <laughs> <laughs> You know what I just heard? Like, I listen. Mm. Reasonable doubt. I tell the story all the time. Reasonable doubt and another great album. I don't know if you, but four and a half, maybe five, depending on who you ask. But reasonable doubt and Helter Skelter's Nocturnal dropped on the same day. Mm. And I know this because I was in Virginia. Me, Kobe, me and Kobe was in a uh, 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 um, a um, wedding, and we was there for the weekend. We left on a Tuesday, and our hotel was right near the on-ramp to get on the highway to go home, but so was the Tower Records. We were right in the Tower Records, and we got Nocturnal and Reasonable Doubt and listened to those two tapes for six hours. (laughs) And did not care. My God, Reasonable Doubt. It was a handbook. It was like if you wanted to learn how to sell drugs. That was it. Short of the recipe, right? Short of the recipe on how to cook crack. It was a blueprint on how to be a hustler. Mm. Like, my God. Right. And, he, and he did it in such a way where it was bar heavy when he talked about how good of a hustler he was. Mm-hmm. It was uh, content heavy. The friend of foe, the uh, yeah. the one with him and Bleak, and he puts Bleak on the game. And um, 22 Two twos. That's, yes. MC, that's MC and at its core. Right? Yeah. Like, never mind whether you're talking about keeping it real, what guns. That is MCing. At its core, the style, mm. right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna t- I'm gonna give you 22 twos. Yep. And, and we've all counted them. Stop yep. saying we've all he, counted them, yeah, right? He, he, he <laughs> 22 <laughs> to the number. And right? then later, and then years later, he did 44 fours. Right. So, mm-hmm. so, like, so, so, think of all that, right? So mm-hmm. Think of all of that that he gave us in that, mm-hmm. right? Vintage Mary, right? As yeah. you should, right? Yeah. If you want your album, especially smack, at that time, call Mary, especially at that, at that time, time. when mm-hmm. Uptown was. Still popping, right? right. Yeah. Like you, you, a, a ski who who should be revered for that for that album because he basically did most of that by himself with a couple mm-hmm. of premier joints. Um, so you take all of that in consideration and how it became it, is something that folks didn't revere into its later years, like fine wine almost. I I, I lived in the moment. That shit was mm-hmm. a classic from the time I heard it. Oh yeah, but it didn't reach platinum status. But right. That's a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, think of all that, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then you're like, all right, album two is coming out. Mm-hmm. You continue to be my sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, did, did, and, no, and, no, bro. And and I will say this too. Even though I won't lie, I I listened to volume two a lot because it was hot in '98. The decline continued lyrically. I mean, how do you go from like 22 twos to J A Y I flow sick? Fuck all y'all haters blow. D- huh? What? That's that's some lazy man shit that's right there. Lazy man shit. You know, but Reservoir Dogs was right. fire. Reservoir Dogs was fire. Right. You can pick out individual songs, yeah. but an album like would you when, yeah. no skips, bro. No mm. skips, and it was just too much of that. That you know, more money, more problems. Simple poppy sample party. Mm. Shit. It was too much of that. And that, yeah. You didn't need that for the first album. You didn't need none of that for the first album. And you own the clubs. I was 25 <laughs> at that time. You own the clubs, bro. Yeah. You own the clubs in the streets. Oh my god! Like there was no, there was no need to compromise who you was. You get some flack from you get some flack from Kyle. <laughs> Vic is hey, look, look, Kyle, listen, man, look, I won't lie, like volume no, two that's, is that's real. like vo- you, bro. volume two is entertaining, but you, you listen to you listen to Reasonable Doubt, then you listen to Volume Two. You tell me that's a, that's a steep decline, man. I would say his worst was Kingdom Come, but I mean it's like okay, and, and I'm not arguing. Kingdom Come is <laughs> but, tra- that was trash. It, um, I wouldn't call it trash, but it was just his worst. Oh, oh, Kingdom Come was terrible. Kingdom it Come, was. I felt like, was a deadline. A deadline he had to meet us on. Mm. And he just was like, yeah. Yeah. You know I, mean? I, I agree. But it was supposed to be his coming Her- out of retirement album. Now, the song, showing what you got when that came, when that sure, came out. Sure. Man. And again, Under Woman, because he said the single, right? You yes. figure the single sets the tone. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. This mm-hmm. album. And then you listen to the album, and you're like, what okay, happened? Okay. Like, <laughs> <you got this. laughs> Show me what you got. You're still asking. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Take it back to one of your, to your favorite year in hip-hop. Okay. Which was, this was one, this is one debate I want to see y'all go have, okay. too. All right. What's this? Uh-huh. Your favorite year in hip-hop versus your favorite year in hip-hop. Yep. Okay. The Far Side, The Bizarre Ride to the Far Side versus Souls of Mistress, 93 Till Infinity. Mm. I have my answer. I have my answer. <sighs> Man, Far Side versus Souls of Mischief. 93 Till Infinity versus Passing Me By. I mean, uh, I got to give it to Souls. Souls of Mischief? I mean, you can't go. I, I'll say this you can't go wrong with either answer. No, 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 no. Uh, there's no, no wrong. Like, I'm not going to. If, if somebody, because I'm, I'm with Souls as well. Yeah. But mm. if you say Far Side, I'm not gonna be like, "Are you crazy?" Like, it's, it's not, it's not as clear cut, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I just um, Far Side, their comedic angle worked for them. It mm. just didn't work for me at times. Okay, mm. I, it, it didn't always hit my palate correctly. Yeah. Whereas Souls of Mischief was just my guys. Like, you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I really dug them. And 93 Till Infinity is another one of those seminal singles that just stands the test St- of time. Yeah. As soon as that bass line drops, you're like, <laughs> and it's, 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 and it takes me to that time because that was, that was my time. That was when I was in the studio. That was when I was doing the shows. And so it, it, it was one of them songs where you played that in the club. The, the ten, it is about it's one of them what we call gear shifts, like mm-hmm. when we like when I talk to the guys like a team and we're doing live shows and stuff like that. Yeah. We we speak upon the night and gears, 
you start off in first gear, you shift gears, and you end up, you always end up in sixth. Right. So you're here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's one of them songs that are gear shifters. It's like, like what the, it's another it's the transi- it's yeah, the it's transition. The transition. Whether mm-hmm. it's going from, it's never from one to two. Right. Yeah. Not that. You are either going from three or better. You know what I mean? So whether you're going from three to four, four to five, five mm-hmm. to six, you put that on because it, it immediately, it's one of them ones where, mm-hmm. and folks is like, whoa, it's like, you're not <laughs> even stop doing your tracks like every time. Like, and they, they go ham on it. Mm-hmm. They, go, actually, they go ape shit on it. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, um, souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Souls for you too? Yeah, I'm going with souls. All right. Fuji's The Score versus A Tribe Called Quest Midnight Marauders. Man, you got you got some you got some tough matches here, Carl. I gotta say, uh, so yeah. I told you I had to be strategic about this one. All right, so we got, so we got Fuji's the score. In my view, one of the greatest uh, hip hop group albums um, of all time. Um, you you talk about the strengths of the singles, "Killing Me Softly," "Ready or Not," um, "No Woman No Cry," "Fuji La." I mean, every how many every mics? how many mics? Every track, even even the skits that like that glue the songs together are just are listenable. Midnight Marauders, in my view, this is my favorite Tribe Called Quest album, hands down. Um, and, and that's saying something because like their, their their first two albums, People's Instinctive Travels, and Low End Theory, are certified classics. Um, now, if if you ask me what I'm gonna listen to more like my, more often than not. I'm gonna go with Midnight Marauders. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to just go like with the Brian tribe. said, try by a hair. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. check it out. I mean, you got a war tour. You <sighs> got you got we can get down electric relaxation, which was the theme song of the Wayne's brother Wayne's brother show. Oh man, lyrics to go. Uh, damn, this album, man. <laughs> this album. So, yeah, like, and and it's like it's. It's another one to pick your favorite kid kind of deals, man. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, bro, because I remember like, so this dropped yeah. the same day as All Eyes on Me. Oh yeah, ninety six. Yeah, yeah. Yep. this dropped on the same day, mm. and I got this All Eyes on Me and this tattoo all mm. in the same day. Wow. And hey, let me see the tattoo. This it's it's actually it's um my mother's nickname. Yeah. And this is Mandarin. For to give love to, and I checked with a, someone who I when I used to work at Feinstein High, the uh, Spanish teacher also spoke fluent Mandarin, and mm. so she was. Okay. Like, the translation <laughs> is to give love to, so it's mm. it's it's I I say it almost as like an R.I.P. to in honor of my mom. So. Right. Mm. But yeah, so I was going to Rick, mm. and we bought this on our way to me and my buddy Kiway. We bought this. I bought this. He bought. Pac, and we listened to him and switched. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that was, that's how I remember them dropping the same day. And it was every bit, my God, oh my gosh. It was maturation because Nappy Heads is a good album. That mm. first album is a good album. It's a very good album. Yeah. Mm. It made you want to hear more. And this was their maturation. This was, this was, you had already knew about El Boogie. This you already knew about Lauren from the Fugees. Yeah. This was El Boogie's coming out party. This was oh, El yeah. Boogie's coming out party. Like Low End Theory was Fife's coming out party. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it was the off the wall right. 
to the thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, so it was there. it was that <laughs> it it really was though because it was their first album was dope and it had singles whatever and he was like who's these oh shorty's nice. After that, you was like, "Shit, she's better than half the guys rhyming right now." Yeah. And and it, and and, it, and to go back to a conversation we had before we hit the record button, it features a little known female MC by the name of Rob Digger. That's right. Mm. Yeah. And that, my friend, is why I hold her, her in such high regard. Because mm-hmm. anytime you're on a track with Prime Lauren, this is Prime. Showing this up is, to shows on yeah, time. This, yeah, show, right. <laughs> this is this is this is Jordan like Two second hours. or third I second heard. or third ring. She's mm. second or third ring Jordan. This yeah. is prime Jordan. You understand mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. This is all team first team. This is all defensive. This is MVP of the league. This is MVP of the All Star game. This is MVP of the finals. This is everything she touched is fucking certified. Mm. To right. be on a track with that person and make me go, who's that? Mm-hmm. It was Rob Dick, and man, man, oh man. Mm. So, but this right here, yeah, I yeah, it's one of those perfect albums, man. You can't change it, can't change a track, can't change an arrangement. It's just yeah, bro. So this one comes with one of my best hip hop stories ever. Mm. So we used to go see the Alcoholics. Yeah. At where Club Ego is now, but what used to be Club Babyhead. Mm. And Club Babyhead was known for punk shows, but they would bring the, the underground hip hop acts, like a little known crew by the name of The Roots mm-hmm. at that time came out. You know what I mean? I saw them for the first time there. Alcoholic, same t- t- thing. And they brought Exhibit with them. This is when Exhibit was only known from the, his verse on their album. Yeah, but they but Diamond D did some of their production, so Diamond D came with them. We went to what was the original Black Rep, which was on West Washington Street on the third floor. Right around midnight started, and Diamond D was like, "Hey y'all, roll up." There was a bunch of weed on the table. We're rolling up, and he goes, "I got something." It was this, and it was three months before the world heard it. Whoa! <laughs> All right, oh, fucking guy. And, and Low End Theory is my favorite album, but my God. But yeah. my God. That's like, better than your DMX story you told me about. <laughs> <laughs> so my God, like, my God. Like we, that was another one of them when it was finished. We were all like, <sighs> like, damn, that one. Mm. Fucking mm. right. That's what, yeah. that's what, it, it made you, it was a, one of them triumphant moments in hip hop. Like, fuck yeah. Damn, this is what the shit I defend. This is the shit I defend. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. good vibes, good all vibes. Right. I'm going to make you choose between your kids. <laughs> De La Souls, Three Feet High and Rising versus Stakes is High. Stakes. Really? Stakes. <laughs> Stakes is a fucking magnum opus. It is I fun. did not expect for you to answer that <laughs> that no, fast. Three Feet and High and Rising made me a De La fan without a doubt. Yeah. But Stakes was just fuck. You know, know what it was? Because they came at people. It was it was cryptic, it was subliminal, but they came at people. They came at the shiny suit era. They mm. came at the Wu Gambinos. They came at <laughs> you know what I mean? Colombians they never ran with your crew. Damn. Why are you acting all shisty and spicy? The only Italians you knew was Isis. Niggas price me. I keep it clean like a washing machine. Get your locomotion running into full steam. Because, like, bro, like they would <laughs> they had no problem going right at the fucking problem. 
You know what I mean? They do a song on there, Baby, Baby, Baby. Right? Baby, Baby, Baby. It, it, and it's it's a ode to the rapping bullshit that was going out at that time. And all that more money, more problems shit, right? Oh, yeah. Just the, the, the pop, the pop sample, mm-hmm. with the, and, you, and you change the lyrics on the hook, and the easy, <laughs> the easy win shit, right? Oh, yeah. That was their shit. So they go, and they take Buffalo Gals, which was a staple. And if you listen to it, and the girl rock, and these are the lyrics. Baby, baby, when I reminisce of you, all the freaky things I want to do with you. Rub you up, rub you down, rub you all around. Mm-hmm. Kiss you here, kiss you there, kiss you everywhere. Like, it is blatantly. Like, they were parody. You know, a parody. <laughs> and yet, you're like this. Like, what? No, and it's smacking. It's smacking. You know, so they go so many different places and talk about so many different topics that was... For guys like us that was on the fringe that didn't rock the gold ropes, that didn't have the guns, that didn't, that the, the street life, while I respected the way they told it, it didn't apply to me. Right. Mm. This shit, it spoke what I thought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, it, it was Three Feet High and Rising was, I was still trying to figure it out. I didn't decipher Three Feet High and Rising and probably until Balloon Mind State came out. Like, mm. nobody, the, nobody raps as cryptic as Daylight. Maybe maybe now because they spawned guys that yeah. that you know what I mean the MF Dooms and things of that nature. Right, but yeah. like them them dudes were the ones that started the cryptic shit. They're the ones that started the skits. And nobody was doing right. skits before. Oh yeah. yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah. like they really took you on a ride. And stakes, I I will always hold stakes like that because I understood and was on it from the beginning. From- Three feet high and rising was just amazing to me because I was still trying to figure it out. But I had liked what I was like, this is fucking dope. And I had, you know, you gotta go back and, and, and play some things over. And and they and it's funny because there's a line in stakes that explains and encapsulates their style as a whole. Pa says, um, uh I'm the uh I'm the uh it's plug one, the man you can remember. Uh I soak my words in ginger. So when I say a phrase in June, you don't catch it till December. Fuck. <laughs> and that was like it that's how cryptic this shit was. Like it would take fucking how many listens to go? That's what he means. Like mm. Bloom Alright, perfect. Right. To around Bloom Mind State, which is their third album. Right. I didn't realize that potholes in my lawn was referring to biting rappers. Until around when Bloom Mind State came out. Really? Hmm. So I just uh, mentioned that. <laughs> so like like, whoa. You know what I mean? So like them dudes were they were always they're the greatest group of all time. Listen, hmm. and but and why they are, just for off the rip, yeah. they're the only one that's still together. I mean, the roots are still Wu-T- together, right? I say, I was I won't I won't say Wu Tang's the greatest. Okay, group so of all, all right, so besides roots, who else is still together? Like, I said Wu stays together. Wu, even though they, they spawned st- off and did solo projects, they still perform together. Okay, that was a contractual obligation. <laughs> <laughs> like them dudes would never like. The cohesive unit. Them dudes never broke up, mm. and they have mm. a line that says, "We're daylight to the death," or at least until we break up. Yeah, mm. and they've never broken up. So like, oh, sure. that, the that's that kind of like ironic, cryptic shit. That they the the hip hop four tops. They're four tops still together. Yeah, and they don't go anywhere. Like they just, yeah. and they still putting out shit. And they and they got their masters. The world mm. is back. Not 
the perfect center, but balance has been restored. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, these two are debut albums, both executive produced by Dr. Dre. Okay. Both were, were you know, protégés of Dr. Dre. Okay. Both came out and just took the world by storm. Yep. 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying versus Snoop's Doggy Style. Man. Let me think about this one. <laughs> yeah, you got an answer, please. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, while you're thinking about it, Steve Chapman says that we ought to take calls because we were getting them mad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I wish we knew how to do that. I wish we knew how to do that. Yeah. Um. Oh man. Okay. Get Richard Die trying versus versus what was it? Doggy oh, style. Doggy style. All right. Um I gotta say I gotta go with Get Richard Die trying because I have because of the memories I have. Okay. Like when Doggy Style came out, I was what, seven, eight? Mm. You know, I was eighteen when Get Richard Die Trying came out. Like I was living in Baltimore at the time. And there was a line outside the Best Buy. Wow. <laughs> Cops were in line to get that album. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. You know, like if like like one of the one of the great things about these debates is that when you think about albums, you you think about your memory, you think about where you were yeah. in yeah. life. Absolutely. You know, um, like I I can say that like Get Rich or Die Trying was. Like the soundtrack to my freshman year at URI when it came out February two thousand three. Yeah. Okay. Like like yeah. like every other person on campus got that album. Yeah. Like we played that album to death, like many men. Um, you know, in the club. I all the time. P it's my joint. Yeah, P I M P. Uh damn. Twenty one questions. Yep. Yeah, it's twenty one questions. Yeah. It's songs for everybody. Yeah. Snoop, but Snoop did too. Snoop did as well. I mean, Snoop. I mean, he, that's one of the pioneering albums. Like Gin and Juice. You know, you got. Who am I? What's my? Who name? Am I? Oh God, that's my Damn. favorite song. So, it's um, two generation-defining albums, right and there. And I'm man. gonna go based on the way you guys went, right? Yeah. Memories, what it did, and Doggy Style for me is just like one of those albums. And it also because it, it came at most not at that time because it was obvious at that point, but. I always credit Dre with bringing more of the melodic side of hip hop, mm. um, and that was one of those. He dug, he dug in them G Funk crates, something terrible. Oh yeah, and pulled out the very best of our elders yeah. and their music and the way he honored them. And, and the put like, them on the record. And put them on the record. The, okay? dra the okay. dramatics. It's, it's, and the dramatics. And that's where I was going. That was where I was going because mm. all those tracks that you mentioned from Get Rich or Die Trying, absolutely. Because what I will say was that time, that time I was bouncing at Joe Vons. So, and this was prime Joe Vons. This mm -hmm. was 17. This was, this was pre-Station uh, Fire. Yeah. So, this was before the numbers got cut by the fire marshal across right. the state. Yep. So this is this is this is 2250. This is 2000 this is over 2000 people every weekend. Every Friday, every Saturday. This is a rap we're, we're closing we're leaving 100 people outside the door. 
We have no more room in women. Yeah, I, re- so, I remember. I heard them jump on. So, I've heard them jump on stories. And, and Fifty has the chokehold on the club. Mm. It don't matter what you play, the energy shifts in the club at yep. that time. So, do not get me wrong. But fuck the dramatics, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like what? dramatics wasn't working on nothing. Get rich or die trying, and he took that shit in. Doggy Dog World is produced. It is a perfect rap song. It's a perfect rap song. And I know it talks about bitches and shit and all that gangster shit, but, but my Drive God. to it. Mm-hmm. Drive to it. You can drive to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. It is one of them one because because yeah, like get rich or die trying, it's again, it's like blackout. You've done it, and you know, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Doggy style, like it's it's like remember when Forrest Gump stopped? For a minute and look back to see how far he had ran. Yeah, that's doggy style. When doggy style ends, you're like, "How the fuck did I get here? I was <laughs> in my house." Like, you know what I mean? You find yourself in New Bedford somewhere. Right? Yo, for real. <laughs> <laughs> like, you go from the south to New Bedford, don't even realize. Doggy it. style just took you, and it was just. I think I was always um, a good West Coast album. Always took me on a tour of the West Coast. Man, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, essentially, LA. You know what I mean? Or what? You know, so that was one of those albums. You know what I mean? It was very West Coast. It was very like, it was like just sitting in a car and quietly just riding through Long Beach and just listening to them tell the story, like be a tour guide. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, wow, 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 wow. So um, that and Ain't No Fun is just like, yeah, yeah, the classic party album. It's, and it's so much fun to, like, women singing. Yeah, and women know it better than the men. <laughs> women know it. Listen. It's true. It's true though. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because like when we play it, it's, you know, it's a, it's one of them songs I like when we when we're doing live shows because you could do the call and response. You take the fader out. They sing the song, and I always do it. I always do it. I know people. If if people been around me, anytime um we play that song. I say just the ladies, and I cut it off, and, they, and you hear ladies. And you even lick my balls. <laughs> like the vibe is so cool just to hear the ladies say that shit because it's like. Come on, like another thing too. <laughs> I saw I saw Snoop in concert. I've never at, seen Snoop in concert. Really? Nope. Nope. All the people that you hosted for and the concerts you went to, you never mm. saw Snoop. I've never seen the I've never seen Tribe. I've never seen Tribe either. Nope. I've yeah. never seen Snoop. Nope. Man. And that that hurt that hurts that I cannot that I cannot see Tribe now. Like, mm. That hurt. You know what I mean? So Snoop I can see I can probably catch Snoop yeah. at some point, but Shout out to Keebler. I saw that you posted this on um, on Facebook. Tribe is the only one who can do a versus with De La Soul. Yeah. And I watched the shit yeah. out of that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we all win on that day. Yeah. All mm. right. Battle of the Proteges. Okay. Philadelphia Freeway by Freeway yep. versus Lloyd Banks' Hunger for More. And those were those were CDs that I played. Like I played out. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to go from a well-rounded perspective, and I'm going to say Lloyd Banks. I'm going to say Lloyd Banks because no Lloyd Banks had more stuff to appeal for, not a much wider audience, mm-hmm. but he had more stuff that the women liked. Yeah. Philly Freeway was just that gutter Philly shit. Yes. Now, don't get me wrong, I loved it. I loved it. 
I loved it. I liked his style, I like his voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he, um, but but hunger for more, like he did. Banks is silky smooth. He's a silky smooth dude. Mm-hmm. So I I like the verses that you I like that you put them together because it's a good juxtaposition of the two. But I just think he had that slight edge because. He could give you the street stuff, but he could give you the club stuff too. He could give you something that the women knew. But the free did, too. but free did too. Free did too. Like you I, I, cannot I, 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 tell me. Flipside's still my one of my favorite songs to this day. Another another one I remember but when I. Flipside's a street banger that make that crossed over to the club. It did. Like the club said, you can come. You're pretty yeah. cool. You're cool. You're like I was, yeah. like like they didn't they didn't they didn't make Flipside for the club. They didn't make, I, like, I refuse to believe No, that. they, like, uh, they made that for the Jeeps. They made that, like, you know what I mean? To play loud. And don't get me wrong, because play loud in the club. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, some songs you just know. I, I don't know now, because I can't tell the difference between the songs. They're all very homogenized to me in this sound. But mm-hmm. now, like, then, you know, you 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 knew what a club song sound like. You knew what a radio song. Those were, those were the kind of ones that had the blurred lines. The club songs, radio songs. Yeah. But, but the street songs... Didn't sound like the radio songs. Didn't mm. sound like the club songs. You know what I mean? And, and if and if they made it onto the club or radio scene, they were edited versions. Right. You know what what we mean? do for but, what we do is one of the yeah. That yeah. was that right. That like, was yeah. In my opinion, yeah. Because like yeah, uh-uh, I was in Baltimore and I heard Flipside and I just heard that boom. Yeah. And me and Pretty Crack just said woo. Like I didn't even <laughs> know the song at the time. <laughs> and I did. I was sitting at the bus stop. I was like because he knew. The, what we knew what we would he already yeah. knew. Yeah. When they hear that, when they hear that they, everybody's reaction. Everybody's reaction yeah. is like, what the fuck is that? Oh yes, yeah, gonna give you that. Get together, yeah. Nobody knew what he was saying at that time. No. Unless you were Spanish. Oh, man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I just like I said, I just think he got more wider range of of stuff. Yeah, because I'll that. say Banks Banks have more variety of producers working on that album. Yep. Most of Freeways was just Blaze. Right. I'm a Just Blaze fan. Mm-hmm. Like I was a fanatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what made that's what made this one like all right was another one. You know, yep. the Mariah Carey joint on. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, and to me he didn't Banks meshed well with R and B artists. I don't okay. think Philly did. Okay. With the exception of the um Burning Up Faith remix. I freaking love I that. Love I still, I, so I play I. that so record. Do I. So do I. So do I. I love it. It gets me energized. It's definitely a club banger. So. Mm. But, um, yeah. Like that. Yes. Oh, as much what as I... Say, right? Yeah, you can. Uh, uh, I'm going to say by default, Freeway, only because like okay. I listen to that more than Lloyd right. Banks. I wasn't into Lloyd Banks like that. Got you. Yeah. Mm. Damn. Cause See, I wasn't into I'm so like fl- I'm so fly was my get ready to but was my get dressed and get ready to go to Mambo Cafe at five on Fridays. <laughs> now was it? See, and, and, and that me, was my. And to me, that's what I'm saying. Is if you don't have a freeway song that does that. Flip side. Gets, no, well, you flip, get ready to flip the flip side. Flip side was already well because so it got fly. me in. But I'm so got, fly. It's, it's self it's a self esteem builder. Yes. Like you're going up to the club. But Flipside flip got me amped. No, <laughs> Flipside <laughs> got me amped. Like right. Flipside got me, like I was already dressed, and that was what I would play on the way there. Okay, mm. okay. So it got me amped up for the club. It just it yeah. elevated that. 
Yeah. I'll probably listen to both songs back to back. So, uh, and I listen to them both on a daily basis. But I'm going to give the slight margin to Hunger for More just because there was a wider range, wider variety of production. That's what I mean. They're both solid projects. And my. On Fire actually made it, made it into a Fantastic Four movie. I don't consider them classics, but they're solid. Rocks. No, they're not. Yeah. yeah. They're not. Yeah. And whew. Man. Beastie Boys License to Ill versus Run DMC's Raising Hell. You guys want to go first because you know I'm going to all day with this. Oh, uh, man. I'm going to give it to Raising Hell. Um, I mean, because yeah. with, with Beastie Boys, like, I mean, License to Ill is, an, is a great debut, but Paul's Boutique was like their real... Magnum Opus. They're real Magnum Opus. Cause, and, and fun fact, like I think I think it was because of Paul's Boutique that like I think the music industry got really sh- stricter with sampling because that was like, it was like a f- sample, sample buffet, like right. free-for-all. Right. That's where the labels were like, all right, we got to put a stop to this, man, because right. a lot of the artists are not getting, need, need their cut. Right, man. They took from everything. They really yeah. did. Agreed. So, so yeah, I'm going to give it to... Um, Oh, oh gosh, my, my, my raising hell. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving it to raising hell. Yeah, because raising hell, like, uh, like you got Peter Piper. It's tricky. My Adidas walked this way. Aerosmith. That's the version that that nobody listens to the original. Walked this way by Aerosmith. Nobody, not even Aerosmith, listens to the original one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> is it lying? He's not lying. He's not lying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this will we allow it? Yes. You be illin, dumb girl, like proud to be black. Like this like you, you talk about like one of the golden era uh uh one of the great golden era hip hop albums, like Raising Hell is Peter here. Piper alone for me. Peter Piper like my my person my personal favorite run DMC album is Tougher Than Leather. Like that one for me, that was like the perfect yeah. run DMC, like at their at their best, like, at their peak. Mm-hmm. But this one is this one comes close though. But yeah. yeah. Raising Hell. I gotta go Raising Hell off the strength of Peter Piper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um the same um License to Ill was a great debut album. Mm-hmm. Um, and a great production. Yeah. Can't go wrong, wrong with Rick Rubin. Not at all. Um, but uh, there's a novelty to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? I agree. It's, it's the first white rap group. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, it was, you know, at the time when it came out, it was, you, you still trying to figure it out, like, Okay, these white boys are dope, but is this is this it? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, while this, so this came after King of Rock. Yep. Right. And um, fuck, like yeah. So Peter Piper was the lead single. Yeah. So let's stop there, right? Mm-hmm. Man, wow, right? Um, that take me to Mardi Gras sample. Early sample. Mm-hmm. Again, nothing melodic, just a loop. Right, um, but shit, like it was um not content heavy, but it did. You know, they talked about a few things, but it was just um they couldn't go wrong at this time. No, yeah, you know what I mean. This was this was this was a collective effort. So they did their job. JMS J did his job. Russell Simmons did his executive producer job. Rick Rubin did 
his job. Everybody did their job to the best of their ability. I think the machine was running on all cylinders at then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know how they say certain cars break it after a certain amount of miles? Yeah. They, they, they was broken in, and it was like, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and bang. And yeah. what is important about this walk this way, this shit... So put that back in there, because they need to see this again. <laughs> walk this way. The importance of walk this way... It is the reason why folks have fucking jobs in rap. Mm. It made it to. It made it made the world take note. It was pop music. Yeah. It was mm. hip hop. It was it was pop music packaged in a hip hop CD, right? Yep. It it it, it We prior to this, we weren't getting. We weren't getting radio play. We weren't even getting MTV. We were getting less MTV play. Mm-hmm. So fuck radio. We were getting less. We were getting shitty MTV, uh, radio play and even less MTV play. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the world still didn't take the the, the art or the culture seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just when I say the world, I don't just mean the rest of the world. I mean R and B artists didn't like rap. Soul artists didn't. You know what I mean? Black people did not like rap. So this was, we were still convincing our own community that this shit was viable. Yeah. And then Walk This Way came out and the fucking country said, holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's from everybody. And it was, and it was, a, it was and when you think about it, because they, what they always did, so prior to this album, yeah. there was only two more albums, King of Rock and Run DMC, the first album, right? Yep. But they each had rock-laden tracks. Yep. Rock Box, which was my favorite song on that album, mm-hmm. because like they really took rock and harnessed it and put a hip-hop spin on it. Mm-hmm. King of Rock, that was the lead single to the next one. It had that rock, you know, the guitar riffs and shit, and they own that shit. So you're like third way around, you 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 kind of expect it, right? You're like, yeah. they're gonna have a rock song. What are they gonna do? And then they drop that shit, and you're like, what the fuck? And you you vibe with it, but it's not the stellar track on the album, right? Yeah. In my mind, it's perfection, but that's just my personal shit. Mm. But the weight, the meteoric rise it took. Right. And there was no denying who the fuck they were. Fedoras, like you had, it was like it was like. It was like that's what got them like the Adidas like a president, like a president named Barack. That was like, the, there's no fucking denying this because he's black. Like, yeah. It's black music. This is in your face music, and like we're not going no fucking way. And it really, it was it was the first song to finally record labels, radio stations to all say, all right, all right, we got some here. And this is what this was the album that got them the Adidas there, right? Yep. Like yeah, like that album. That was, yeah. I, and I don't think it's their best album, right? Yeah. But it's the most impactful. Yeah. So like, yeah. So, you, sorry, license to ill, but you can put that up against a couple other ones, and it's going to be that one anyway, just because I, of its, its impact. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. The definition of a crossover success. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Dr. Dre's The Chronic versus Ice Cube's America's Most Wanted. Oh. Man, all right. Where's America's Most Wanted? I, I gotta, I gotta show this one right here. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna look for it. I'm gonna look for it, people. Oh, here it is. You talk about. Now, I gotta say this though. Like, 
Ice Cube today, get your shit together, man. Damn it. Anyway, but back then, you talk about Ice Cube circa 1990 when he was uh, breaking off of, from NWA yeah. into a solo career. America's Most Wanted, 3Ks. You talk about one of the most angriest, one of the most politically astute, one of the most just straight up, just just like some, something that really spoke to what was going on in America, in the black community, all in, in the ghettos across across America. This was the album. Like like Public Enemy, and, like, and no disrespect to Public Enemy, like they were more like socially conscious. They were more right. right. Yeah. You know exactly uh, what they were. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. They were. You know. They were more. You know. Coming from like a more, uh, you know, Pantheresque. Pantheresque place. Yeah. This was straight up, look, I'm living in this shit, all right? And I'm, I'm telling you what this, this is. The, there's a reason why we call hip-hop the black CNN. And America's Most Wanted right here is one of the most defining albums of, of the last, I would say of the last 30 years. Like you talk about the nigga you love to hate. Yeah. Ice Cube. This is pre, pre I mean, it, like you got nigga lives like, Nigga, you love to hate. America's most wanted. You can't fade me. Once upon a time in the projects, um, even, even <laughs> oh my god, even, even even this, even only in hip hop can you have a title like this? Get off my dick and tell your bitch to come here. All right. And this was one of the albums. I don't mean to cut. I'm sorry to cut you off. This is yeah. one of this is probably the first album mm-hmm. where a West Coast artist yep. collaborated. With East Coast production, right. yes, right, right. Pu- Public Enemy's Bomb right. Squad, yeah, yeah. They produced right. this album, right, absolutely. And and I remember so going back to the rap magazines, right. Yeah. This is this was one of the articles in the rap magazine. What is this going to sound like, mm-hmm. right? Because we're all and just wow. This here's this kid. He's breaking. He done broke off. And and for as non-internet as this era was, mm-hmm. the world were like. We we kind of got things almost to the minute when he was leaving, like because it was very open. It was yeah. very open. It was very out there. And for the hip hop community, as long as you followed it, like you watched everything unfold. And you know you, the writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall at, by the end of the DLC's album. Mm-hmm. And befittingly, the last song Ice Cube is associated with N.W.A. on is on D.O.C.'s album on the last song called The Grand Finale. Ironically enough. Wow. And, but by that time, if you're you're in the culture, you know he's on his way out Mm -hmm. from N.W.A. We know this. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah. So this comes up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to say this real quick because I don't want to take away from its merits. I'm going to say the chronic because for as dope as this was, <laughs> oh my God, my God, the chronic is just that shit is one of them ones. Again, like Vic said prior to one, uh, one of the earlier debates, it's the one I go to. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. one I go to because that chronic is just beat after beat yeah. after beat, and it's a grimy ass walk. It's a murky, smoke-filled walk through Compton. Mm. You know what I mean? And and don't get me wrong, because I had this. I had the poster. I was working street team for Priority. They mm. sent me the fucking six-foot green poster of that, just that face. Mm. Super, like, you know what I mean? Um, so, um, however, had you said chronic versus death certificate, 
not even close. I thought about it. That. I thought about it, but I wanted to go that off the, the first. I wanted to go off the first solo. I wanted to go off debut. Album. That is one of my top ten albums, any genre, all time. Old Man Logan cover. Mm. Death Certificate is a. It is the best tour through Compton I've ever heard in my life. Mm. I feel. I feel like yeah. I've been to Compton before yeah. because of Death Certificate. I, I you talk about to... content. You talk mm. about man's best friend. It's it's so it's it's a debate between dog and gun. Mm. Man's best friend, um, uh, giving up the nappy dugout about little fast ass girls that go to Catholic school, um, colorblind about the dangers of being neutral, living mm. neutral in a gang in the middle of a gang war. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, shit, like he just did the the, uh, the uh, black Korean. Mm. About being sweating in the Korean, you know, Korean uh, store owners in the right. black communities that you know worried about theft and like just, whoa! It's mm-hmm. it's just fucking amazing, and it ends with the single most greatest diss record. That's right. No vast, no, no vastly. <laughs> this is not up for debate. I don't <laughs> care what it says in this chat. I don't care what it says in that world. The single most greatest diss record in the history of hip-hop music is No Vaseline. He dismantled a crew. Mm. Not one person. Don't give me Jay versus Ether. Don't give me none of that shit because mm. none of their careers took a hit. Not like that. Not yeah. like not the way that No Vaseline did, and and fuck what you heard. You can you can throw Dre in my face if you want to. Dre didn't bounce right back from that. Nah, Dre did not bounce right back from that. Not at all. They all took a fucking hit. They all you can throw real Cotton City G's. Don't give a fuck. That No Vaseline is bar heavy. It got its receipts. It's yep. receipts for your ass, <laughs> right? Receipt after receipt. Receipt <laughs> after receipt. It is, it is something, you can't be, the, the line that always sticks out for me is, you can't be the nigga for life crew with a white dude telling you what to do. Ooh. Ooh. Right, like, ooh. <laughs> you remember what? in the movie, DJ L was like, that shit was funny. He was part of the crew that they talking like, about. That ain't shit. It was like, shut, shut the, the fuck up. up. Of course it is. Yeah. It's just murder because <laughs> game recognizes game and there was no denying that his his opening gambit, God damn, I'm glad y'all set, set it, it on. Because I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to, but you started. Mm. So, okay. So now I don't seem like the, the fucked up guy. I'm mm. the guy that's retaliating. I don't be, I'm, like, I'm not like the guy that sucker punched you. You mm. sucker punched me. So, okay. God damn, I'm glad y'all set it off. Mm. And went right into it, man. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it, it was, a, it back, back when it was two-sided. So yeah. the A side was the life side. Yeah. The B side was the death side. Mm-hmm. It starts with a funeral. It ends with a birth. The, yeah. Like, seminal, bro. Seminal. Wow. Fucking wow. Mm. So that is the only reason I'm choosing the chronic, because you didn't choose that certificate. Okay. And, it, and it's a slight edge. Mm. It's a slight edge, because you are absolutely right. This fucking album was angry. Mm-hmm. It was raw. It was It was a relief, because you didn't know what to expect. So, because like I said, prior to this, it mm. was N.W.A. Yep. We knew Cube had We knew Cube could hold his own mm-hmm. Right But it was like What is Buster gonna do When he leaves L.O.N.S What's that What's the coming gonna sound like mm-hmm. It was that same type of anticipation You know what I mean Yeah And then he drops that And you're like oh. mm. You know what I mean It's a collective <laughs> breath And you're like Fuck yeah 
holy <laughs> shit, yes, this is the dude. That went, this dude's about to put the West Coast on his fucking shoulders. Mm-hmm. He did. And he did. And he did. And he and not only did uh, he, he, that was the wave. He started the wave that didn't lose its intensity into Wu hit. Hmm. In my yeah. opinion. And NWA West could Coast never had the fucking chokehold on the game into Name an NWA album that came out after that. That right. was popping. There wasn't. It was. <laughs> it was the one he was on, straight out of Compton, and then Niggas for Life, which is is technically an EP. Mm. Yeah, it's not a full length. It's it's about no. eight songs, which is a full length now. But back then, that was EP shit. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, and and it's it's got great production, and it's got you know great songs, but. After that, like niggas for life, and then that comes out. Nobody niggas bu- for life is almost forgettable. It's almost forgettable. Nobody's bumping hundred miles and running. And it, they are, but not like the way they're banging this. No, mm-hmm. not like they're banging. They're banging this first. Oh, yeah. They're banging this first. Because once upon a time in the projects, mm-hmm. oh, oh, <laughs> wow! Like all, oh, like you said, man. Like just so much of it is like you. He just it's okay. that tour guide shit I'm talking about. You know what I mean? It was perfect. All right. Yep. Speak. Speaking of. Mm. Disc records and battles. Okay. You know I had to throw this one on there. Okay. Blueprint versus Stillmatic. And I rock with both of them heavy. Yeah. Like, I, I need to show both albums to the to the people. See, people people say that, people, people always ask, like, who won the battle, Jay-Z or Nas in 2001? I say the fans won this battle. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You know what? Sure. Yes. Sure. You talk sure. about because yes. these these were two albums that that got the rare distinction at the time of five mics in the source right in the same year and since when did the source a give month apart a month right. apart remember what was the release date for Blueprint nine so, eleven nine eleven yeah literally not still mad it came out like a month after that yeah right. yeah and yeah. this was the battle that had everybody talking. We haven't had a battle like this since Bronx and Queensbridge, maybe? Mm. Maybe. 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 I will say that. Like, a battle that still to this day, people are dissecting, people are still talking about. Sure. And they made up since then. Right. Yeah. Right, right. They right. did. And I remember that time, like, that split everything from the households to the prisons. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was Jay Z or Nas. You know what I mean? Um, it, yeah, man. Now, I remember BET had a show called Hits from the Street, where the do um, hits would just go around, you know, interviewing people and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. After this yeah. battle, he went to Brooklyn, interviewed people, talked to local rappers or whatever. Yep. He went to Queens and did yep. the same exact thing. No conclusion. Right, right, right. right. Imagine so right. No conclusion. Stay the only right. conclusion you had was who you who you was a fan of. Yeah. Where Takeover was the battle, Ether was an emotional record. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of emotion yeah. that came out of that. Yeah. It's like it it was like he said, it was like when Scarface had to shoot his boy oh for God. loving his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he didn't want to do it. He didn't yeah. really want to do it, but he had to. Okay, so all right, so we can all agree that 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 debate still stands as far as the battle. So album, album, uh, 
it, if if you ask me, uh, if if you if you went off just strictly production, mm-hmm. just strictly beats, Blueprint, Blueprint. would win. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about um, like content, like creativity, like because because I'll I'll say this with with the Blueprint, like to me this is I would say this is Jay Z's perhaps. I'm gonna say third best album because I'm gonna say American Gangster was the second best in terms okay. of a production. I'm, I'm, then, then no Blueprint. De- no debate from me. And then Black Album. So that's mm-hmm. that's four in that order. Like with uh, like you, this is where like Kanye West, like that's why that's where people started to recognize his name right. off his production. Um, like you got like you got like Takeover, The Rulers Back, Never Change, All I Need, A Heart of the City, which oh, I, I love, that, love sa- that song to this I, record. I love to that sample day. so much. Um, oh, you gotta listen. Have you heard the original song? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but then you got you got Stillmatic. You got Ether, right? And and Nas had one line that was the truest line in the album. He said, You went from you went from Kane to Earth to Big and Eminem murdered you on your own shit. And that was facts. Because when you listen to Eminem and Renegade, and you listen to Jay Z, and, and as as nice as Jay Z is, it's like Wow, this is not even close. Yeah, people talk to it's, people talk about M's verse more than yeah. J's verse. Adam. It's like it's like it's like it's like you invited you invited a student to to, to be a guest speaker, and the student outshines the class and the teacher and the teacher's assistant. And it's like, yeah. So Ether, Ether, he got him with that. And I will say, like Ether had more creativity in some of their songs. Like for example, Rewind, where he raps about a whole. A whole story from the ending back to the beginning, and that, and, that was, and this was at the time where Christopher Nolan's movie Memento came out, mm-hmm. which was a movie that started at the ending and rewound back to the beginning. And even some of the lines, oh my god, some of the lines in the in the descriptions in Rewind. Record. Yeah, he said he said I talk. I, I, forgive me for being vulgar. This is nice. He goes I talk about no hell. She talking about me kiss bobbed the head and spit a nut back in my dick. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, I think the takeover Jay went out went at was it Nas, Prodigy, right? He did. He, he did. He went out a couple of guys. He did. He, he did. did what um, only LL had, had been successful in doing prior to, right. which is mm-hmm. the break of dawn, and go at several dudes in one in one shot. Right. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And, and 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 that's why that's in my top three to the break of dawn. Just as a footnote, because yeah. he ended pretty much Ice T Hammers. MOD's career, and you can say oh, yeah. what you want about where they sit in the, the, you know, um, in the rankings, mm-hmm. but still to end three men's careers, that's, not, that's not a that's not an easy task no. to give each man sixteen bars and really pretty much not hear from them anymore. True. St went to movies. <laughs> yeah. And 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 and, and, and this track that is actually that's not a single that he released or it's not an album track. He put it on the album. I think Walking with the Panther, I think, but mm. it wasn't originally on Walking with the Panther. It was on right. re-release. Mm-hmm. It was actually put on the B side of the single "Why You Want to Get Funky on Me" from today from the House Party soundtrack. And then the B side was "To the Break of Dawn." Ella, mm. it's a B side, yeah. yeah. like, almost a forgotten song. But he fucking chops him and he gives makes him mince meat. But so I will say, this is an MC's dream. Mm. This is everything an MC wants to hear. This came at a time where folks was on the fence about Nas as an artist. 
Yeah, because Nostradamus was his like least, right. yeah, right. It was right. least so ever. Like, yeah. Folks was really on some bro. You 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 lost your hunger, right? Mm. Then this shit, shit drops on the same day. The world changes. Yes, right? mm. the fucking world as we know. Yeah, and so I think it's just a matter of what I'm looking for. It's a t- yeah, because when t- I want to just vibe out and hear and get sick of hearing the same kind of shit, people talk about the same things. I can never go wrong with this dude because he never talks about the same thing. Right. Mm. He talks about every fucking thing, and he'll give you content, he'll give you diversity. Yep. But this is just a perfect fucking album. You can't say there's just a perfect album. You don't skip. Yeah. You don't, don't skip. No you skip. Yeah. It is um. You don't have. We love this album. I don't know no many women that love this album. I don't know many women that know this album. Right. Mm. My wife is fifty-five and normally listens to Motown, seventies, eighties, mm-hmm. funk, soul, R and B. Yeah, she knows about four or five different verses on this fucking album. Mm. She loves this album. And I mean, it's not just because it's catchy. Like she knows verses and with impact, and knows when them what those verses mean. Like she knows this fucking album is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It is the maturation of Jay Z. Yeah. It is such a maturation. It is. It is. Wow. Like fucking wow. It's I'm gonna give you something for the club. I'm gonna give you something for the street. I'm gonna give you something for the radio, and it's all gonna work. And it's all gonna work. It's arranged well. It's pro- it's produced well. It, like, and not to geez. mention, this album alone changed Rockefeller sound. Yeah. And I love Dynasty. Dynasty is one of my top three in his catalog. Yeah, I actually put Di- I put Dynasty versus uh, Puff Daddy's No Way Out. Rock off, Billy. Dynasty. <laughs> not Dynasty. That pump shit is just a collection of shit. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not it's it, it was it's not a studio album. Whereas he gathered everybody and they and they went to some remote cabin and it was like nah that Rock La Familia maybe didn't go to a remote cabin in the woods, but I believe they were in their element mm-hmm. and just that because that was when that um the intro yeah but the uh intro. what's the, um only ones moving units is uh M Pimp Juice and us. It's to rock in here, like, because mm-hmm. literally, those were the. If oh, you were Nelly, Eminem, or Rockefeller, like that's that's who had had the fucking game on lock at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That Rockefeller familiar was just them, like at their peak when every when they, that whole machine was just firing on all cylinders, and it was just like he came in there on some capo shit and put together a fucking street ass album. And yeah. you still you still hear "Give It to Me" at every party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 21 years old. This Damn. October, November, that song is 21 years old. And, it always, and, it, and every DJ, I can attest to it. Lai can attest to it. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays it in their sets. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's a, mm-hmm. a no brainer. It's if, not. <laughs> if you didn't play it and you're thinking of something to play, it's a safe bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm. Mm. Beanie Siegel's The Becoming versus 50 Cent's The Massacre. Say again? Beanie Siegel's The Becoming yep. versus 50 Cent's The Massacre. 
Both Did albums. You a candy shop? Yeah. Both albums came out a month after each other. Yeah, I'm gonna say Beanie. I just I like I like Beanie just. I, I, and I can't, I don't know why I just, I, I think I think by that time I was like all right I've had enough of fifty. I, I could use a break. Yeah. Fifty. And Candy Shop was underwhelming as like his 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 first singles to to the other albums were like. In the club, yeah, in the club. Bang, bang. Mm. And Candy Shop, it wasn't. It was there. It was there. It was like, it's a great song, but not yeah. like in the club. Not like, you know what I mean? Not like the ones that he he let off with. Like, it was just, uh, it was like, all right. Fact, Steve. Cool. Mm. Rock La Familia intro was fucking insane. Yeah. Right, right, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but I will say, yeah, I'm going to say Beans. Be- yeah. Beans, was a we- Beans was a well put together album. And that was when he, we didn't know if he was going to go go to jail for life at that time. Right. Mm. So yeah. it was just like the production was there. Like the guest was there. Like just the song Bread and Butter produced by Just Blaze with Grand Pooba and Sadat X. Right. There you go. Right. Right. You know, one shot deal with Redman. Right. Like... I, I, you um, yeah you really you know could. what I like I like I I, th- I think part of it too is also being from Rhode Island I tend to root for the kind of underdog and Philly you know Philly you know the, the, the tri-state area the rankings goes New York Jersey Philly and okay. Beans was always just from an outside perspective yeah you know what I mean I think you know New York looks as those two as the little brothers but New Jersey even looks to Philly as the little brother like you know mushed head and you know that kind yeah. of deal like the way Boston looks at us you know what I mean yeah. so I think I, I kind of just project that onto Philly and Beans was one of them motherfuckers is like fuck that like mm. we're from Philly he's Philly proud and like was just Philly street and was like he, he, I, I, I respected him in the same way I respected Mob Mm-hmm. Mob, Mob gave you nothing but Mob. Yeah, right. you were either gonna like it mm-hmm. or not like it, but fuck you. This is what we're giving you. Mm-hmm. This is pure unadulterated Mob, and and fuck with it or don't fuck, fuck with it. We don't really fucking care. Cause yeah. We're gonna keep giving you this shit, and that's what I liked about Beans. Beans was like, I know fucking pop star. I'm worried about the fucking radio. This is my shit, mm-hmm. and it's either gonna smack in the club. If it smacks in the club in the radio, that's Good. just extra icing. But and make it didn't it, need. It didn't need. It didn't need. It didn't need the club. It didn't need the club. It didn't need the club. It didn't. It didn't. It's like it, Kurt, it's like Mr. Perfect with the WWE title. He didn't need it. Right. Yeah. Like and it was like, over. Like a long kiss goodbye. Mm-hmm. It didn't need the club. It got the club. Yep. But didn't need it. It didn't need it. The streets. Mm-hmm. The streets was like, yo, you got a home right here. And that's what I liked about Beans. Yeah. Beans didn't mind staying right there for the street. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so that's, that's, I had a couple of hard ones. Because I'm like, all right, who can I put? What can I put with this album? What can, yeah. So this one can be a speed round. Missy Elliott's The Real World versus Eve's Let There Be Eve. The Real World. Yeah. yeah. If you would have said Scorpion, it would have made it tougher. But Because mm. Missy Elliott's just a fucking machine. She's, yeah, she's oh, genius. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, yeah. Mm. Okay, Scarface is the fix versus Bum B's True. I got to go face. Just... And don't get me wrong, because I like Trill, but, like, yeah. Face is another one of, of 
God's gift as bringing us to the storytellers. Yeah. Right. He tells a great tale. And it's usually a dark tale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Smile was well, always one of my... Yeah. Was, Smile is my favorite Scarface song. It's not even <laughs> on that album. I know, but... Yeah. But that... It's worth the mention. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, this one was hard because I, I found Mob Deep. When I'm, going, when I'm putting this list together, I found Mob Deep's infamous. I did not know what to put it up against. So the closest thing I was able to get to was Eric B and Rakim's Paid in Full. You yeah, know, I can't be too... You, that, and it's, it's too unevenly so matched. I would, what I would say to you is, if you're going to say Mob Deep Infamous, I would put Mob Deep Infamous up against maybe a Wu 36 Chambers or maybe even a Black Moon Enter the Stage. But he... I would probably... It's because it's... It's it's the two it's the errors is shifting it's it's right and it was painful the answer by the way is painful yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but um it um because painful spawned what would become the likes of a mob deep mm-hmm. and that whole yeah. drug well, dealer because like painful yep yep now. The front isn't as telling as the back is. So show them the back, because that's what's the most important part. What I knew at that time, which means everybody in New York already knew, is that the collection of people in that corner's picture are some of the most infamous drug dealers in the history of the crack era in New York. Mm. The original 50 Cent is, is, yeah. is one of those people. Uh, yes, the man that... Fifty got his name from. Right. He is. He's in that picture. Um, uh, Supreme. Um, if, if you watch Hip Hop Uncovered, no, but I know this. I watch I remember it, it. It breaks down every one of those dudes that are in there. That the, the major, um, like the yeah. the biggest names in the drug yeah, game at that Pre- time. Yeah, Supreme funded Murder Inc. Right. Right. Mm. So them dudes are in there. The original Fifty Cent is in there. Right. Um, so, and at that time, that information, I knew that. So that meant the entire city knew that. So yeah, this spawned the, the big, the 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 the, the, the velour suits and all that shit. The, mm-hmm. the, that that drug dealer grimy sound. It it, it was the precursor. Ain't that mm-hmm. Oppo? So huh? Is that Oppo in it? I'm not sure. Is that Oppo? Possibly. I don't have my readers on. I'm over yeah. now. <laughs> see, but trust me, like. Look it up. Look it up. Trust me. They'll tell you every one of those drug dealers are in there, mm-hmm. and it's it's so it's you know the the infamy behind it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And this was the get money era. This was the crack era. Yep. This was the height of the crack era. They mm-hmm. dictated what drug dealers wore. They dictated what kind of cars drug dealers drove. They dictated what kind of jewelry they wore. Like this was the height of that shit, and he owned it. Without really talking directly about it, it was semi-cryptic in the way yeah. that Jay did it. It mm-hmm. was more about the floss. It was more about just achieving goals. He didn't say I'm out here selling drugs, but I'm out here getting this money. You know, to pay them mm-hmm. full, yep. right? Yeah. So you know what I mean. And, and so it didn't drive the entire message of the of the album. Mm-hmm. What it really is is a fucking masterclass. On the English language and rap as a whole. Yes. That man 
people talk about Eminem. Eminem knows how to make a lot of words rhyme. This man right here knows how to master words. Not just make a lot of words rhyme, but master words. I take seven MCs and put them in a line. I'll add seven more brothers who think they can rhyme. But it'll take seven more before I even move. Before I even decide to battle, make a flinch, make any type of reaction, it's going to take seven more before I go for mine. Now that's 21 MCs add up at the same time. Mm. That line, when I tell you that line resonated with the community at large, the the the, the listen, the, the not just the casual listener, but the listener who listened for bars. Because by this point, bars are important, right? Mm-hmm. This is the precursor to the golden era where it's all about lyrics. Yep. Prior to that, we're finding themselves in Run DMC, is, is, is in LL Cool J, mm-hmm. our our wordsmiths, and then but they're, they're wordsmiths with all the uh, and aggression, mm-hmm. and here comes this laid back dude. Mm-hmm. Just so laid back and just man, and you're just like in awe of his mastery of the fucking English language. Mm-hmm. He can talk about anything or nothing, and it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like I still leave authors and writers with arthritis. Fuck. <laughs> and that was 25, almost 30 years ago. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody was writing like that at this time. It, was, it, 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 it made everybody, including a young me, mm-hmm. run back to the lab mm-hmm. and want to be better. It made us look at our rhyme books and go, oh, mm-hmm. I, I'm doing all this wrong. I am not as good as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Shit. Like, the, some of the things that he said, like, you just way ahead. I ain't no joke. Yep. Let's just talk about that. Let's, let's go back there because that's why this is important. I ain't no joke. So let the is, mic smoke. <laughs> and then I slam it when I'm done and make sure it's broke. Mm-hmm. When I'm on, no one gets on. Because I won't let the party mess up. Was it, uh, uh, yeah, party mess up. Because the scene I set. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, let me see. I ain't no joke. Let so the scene I set. I like, to stand in the, I like to stand in the crowd and watch the people wonder, damn. And think about it, but then you understand. I'm just an addict addicted to music. Maybe it's a habit. I gotta use it, even if it's jazz or the hip hop form. I hook a, even if it's jazz or jazz or the quiet storm. Mm-hmm. I hook a beat up, convert it into hip hop form. Write a rhyme in graffiti. Every show you see me in, deep concentration. Because remember, this I ain't no joke. I'm no comedian. Mm-hmm. Jokers yep. are wild. If you want to be tame, I treat you like a child. You're gonna be named another enemy, not even a friend of me, because they're afraid in the end when you pretend to be competing. Because I just put your mind on pause. But you'll compete when I compare my rhyme with yours. I'll wake mm. you up and you stare in your face. You seem stunned. Remember me? The one you got your ideas from? <laughs> but soon you start to suffer. The tune will get rougher. When you start to stutter, that's when I had enough. Like, Man. had but. enough of biting. It'll make you choke to get poke. You can't cope. You should have broke. Because I ain't, ain't no, no joke. Mm. Holy shit. Yeah, nobody was rhyming no, like that. Nobody. nobody. You talk about metaphors and similes. I hold the microphone like a grudge. Mm. I'm not even going no further than that. I hold the microphone like a grudge. It was, and the thing was, it was simple. It was simple. It was, it was simple. simple. Yeah. But fuck, who's going? If you would have gave, and I'm telling you this, please take my word for this. Just I, And I was in the moment at that time when it came out. If you would have gave any rapper 100 chances to fill that simile, hmm. I hold the mic like a blank. Nobody's coming up with grudge, mm-hmm. bro. 
Nobody. Yeah. Like vice grips, like pliers. You're getting all that shit. You mm-hmm. understand? Grudge? <laughs> fuck off. Nobody. Like, and that was it. That was always what attracted me yeah. to them as 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 an MC. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the the fact that you don't go with this regular shit. That you take the hard route and you really talk that shit. Whoa! Oh my gosh. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. And. And too, like when you think about it, when you when you think about like other other mediums too, like the innovators that have changed the game. Like right. for example, like Richard Pryor changed stand up comedy forever. Right. Like in film, you had Orson Welles when he dropped Citizen Kane. When 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 Rakim dropped, like if, if it wasn't if, if Rakim wasn't around, you would not have Nas. You would not have Jay Z. No. You would not no. have Big Daddy no. Kane. No. You would no. not have Kendrick Lamar. No, right. You would have you wouldn't have Pusha T. You wouldn't have what would rap be rap would, you know what rap rap would rap wouldn't be around arguably because it'd be like oh this is a fad it's like disco okay and know what's funny when i like because i'm in you know a lot of hip-hop groups on facebook and stuff like yeah. that mm-hmm. and they pose these versus questions and they take generationals you know what i mean mm-hmm. and when people die on that hill that the younger one is always the better one my my retort is usually go ask them mm. so if somebody says jada overrock him no go ask jada mm-hmm. Oh, Jada. <laughs> you want to say Jada? That's what I mean. The, the impact of Rakim, because mm-hmm. for so many people, like you name, yep. if they if you went to them and said, "Yo, ain't you better than Rakim?" I'm be like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the reason why I picked up a pen." You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. if they say, "Yeah," they're still gonna say, "But," because his just his mastery of the language is just yeah. this. Listen, the, I tell people all the time. Here's a line, and not in this album, in the second album, Follow the Leader. Yep. Says, I can take a phrase that's really heard. Flip it. Now it's a daily word. Hmm. We say peace because of him. Yeah. Mm. I ain't no joke. We say because of him. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? He. If if you go back and you listen to his earlier works, there are there are little code words and part of, of of our everyday diatribe that are spawned by that man. Mm. Somewhere in a yeah. mo- somewhere in another world in the multiverse, his album with Dr. Dre is out and it's banging. Right. Oh yeah. Oh right. my god. <laughs> the world is better for it, and the world is better for it. Yeah. yeah. And I and I have the pleasure of hosting this man on Friday at the Strand. I have tickets. Holla at me. Nice. I know it's shameless plug, but fuck, goddamn, he deserves it. Plug it. Plug it. Listen. He's plug yo. Oh yeah. All right, this may be my last one, and then I actually gonna have. I got another debate for y'all. Oh, we going late, but that's all right. It's all right. All right. Yeah. Tupac, all eyes on me versus Biggie's life after death. Mm. Both double albums. Mm-hmm. I got my answer. I'm letting you guys go. Because uh, I've had this good question before. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give the edge to Pac. Actually, I'm gonna give it to Biggie. Really? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna give it. I'm. I'm gonna say like, 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 like. Sidebar: There should be like a, like you know how, how there's a dark side of the ring. There should be a dark side of the microphone for P Diddy because Bad Boy is a cursed record label. R.I.P. Yeah, Block Rob. He's he 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 died. R.I.P. Craig Mack. You know, um, Shine's G-Dep, a politician. G Depp. Shine. Loons um, a Muslim. Wow, like, like, yo, Shine looks like a Hasidic Jew now. Yeah, he does. Yeah, like, like, say no, like, no joking. Like, the last time I saw him, the garb he was in, he mm-hmm. looked reminiscent of a Hasidic Jew. So, yeah. I don't know if that's where he's at now. Yeah, I know he's like, yeah, he's a pol- he's a politician down in Belize. Right. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. So yeah, somebody should do like a dark side of the microphone on P Diddy right. and Bad Boy Records. Um, right. But we need a show like that. Yeah. Yeah. But 
but yeah, man, I'm gonna give it to uh, Life After Death, man, because I mean, even it's one it's one of those it's one of those like albums that like transcends generations. Like you still have like even young kids rapping every every bar of Hypnotize, for example. Um, like it was even even in uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Like it legit gave Chris Re- Revel on on the show goosebumps when he was on the podcast. Uh, like even even though even though I'm gonna say Ready to Die was the better Biggie album, I'm gonna give the slight edge to 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 Life After Death, man. I mean, no no disrespect to All Eyes on Me, but all for me, All Eyes on Me. I gotta say, Me Against the World is his best album. So, um, yeah. But 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 if you put those two albums side by side, All Eyes on Me versus Life After Death, I gotta go. I gotta go for Biggie, man. I, I got I got to. I don't say pop of the strength of just can't see me that record alone okay. mm-hmm. um the remix to california love i actually like better than the one that they play all on the radio all the time mm-hmm. like the intimate connection samples fire mm. fun fact kendrick, Mal- kendrick lamar was at in that video oh really yeah okay. yeah as a little as a little kid wow um me uh all eyes on me um Dropped first, right? I always felt like they did. I th- I've always felt like Life After Death was done on purpose because mm. of the double CD. Uh, to me, it Re- Ready to Die is the better album, mm-hmm. and Life After Death. I think I think in I'm seeing a couple of you know um, I've been seeing a couple of podcasts where they've been there's been talk about how Biggie was planning to leave. Uh, bad boy, mm-hmm. and take Charlie Baltimore and a host of other folks with him, yeah. right? Um, and this is the part that when folks talk that whole Biggie over Pac stuff, this is the part that when I'm arguing with people, with my contemporaries mm-hmm. about that, that everybody seems to forget that shiny suit shit with, with Big didn't go over well with Big fans at the time. Hmm. It didn't go over well. Folks didn't like it because, because, think of, let's go back to what you were saying about reasonable doubt, the juxtaposition of reasonable doubt in volume one or even volume two, right? Yeah. That's how I felt about Ready to Die and Life After Death. Ready to Die was gutter, right? Oh, yeah. It was gutter. It had its street, I mean, it had its club, you know, it was club and radio hits, mm-hmm. Juicy and, and Big Pop and all that stuff. Uh, one More Chance, the remix. But it was overall a street hood ass album. Yeah. And then you get it's life after death and like more money, Ooh, you more nasty boy, you nasty and, and uh 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 more money, more lay down on the ground, you been robbed. Like you're wasting fucking tape, bro. <laughs> Stop wasting tape with bullshit. Like I don't wanna mm. hear this shit. And and while Pac was fresh out of jail, mm. had a bunch of prison shit on his mind, mm. m- matched uh, clicked up with the most gangster ass label at the time. Yeah. The sickest fucking production at the fucking time. And just went straight ape shit. I mean he he was angry, right? It was angry like America's most it wasn't as poignant and and, and consciously aware as but it was fucking angry. Hmm. It was angry, it was gutter, it was death row, it was every bit as West Coast Street as as ready to die was East Coast Street. Yeah. And to me, that's why, like, to me, it was a better double album. Hmm. Right? It was a better yeah. double album. It was 
better produced. It was too much fluff. To me, Life After Death, if you take out the fluff, if you make it once, if you make it 12 tracks, yeah. classic. Mm. Undisputable, one of the greatest ever. Like, if you take the banger bangers, if you take out all that fluff, Take out money, more, more money, more problems. Leave hypnotized, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shahid's lead single, hypnotized. Yeah. Okay. Leave hypnotized. You take out more money, more problems. You take out nasty boy. You take out um. I love the dough with Jay Z. I love the dough. <laughs> you had Jay Z, right? You had fine Jay Z, bro, and you put him on. I love the dough. Really, really. Hey, imagine him on ten crack You're on Brooklyn's finest, mm-hmm. on reasonable doubt. You're on I Love the Dough. <laughs> yeah, nah, bro. There's your point. There, there's all. your point. <laughs> Too much fluff. Too much fluff. Right. And mm. while, don't get me wrong, he, uh, you know, what's, what's the name? Had his, his, his pop hits with California Love and the like. It was still a West Coast gutter-ass, street-ass album. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Sky's the Limit was a good song, though. Even though it probably falls into the fluff. Sky, no, Sky's the Limit goes. That's your second single. To me, hypnotize is your first signal, cause, uh, single because it gets the clubs, right? Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? It gets the radio, and then sky's the limit. And sky's it's perfect. And, and those two are all you need. The rest is going to kill the streets and the club anyway. Mm. All you need is those two little, all that other bullshit. <laughs> and it really tarnished his legacy. That was, that was his last album. And yeah. to me, it's also why you can't, I don't put Pac in my top five. I mean, not Pac, excuse me, Big. All my top two for that matter. I give him high ranks because of the impact he made right. in such a short catalog. Yep. Right? But let's go back to your your point that you made earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's always the point I bring up. Because you're like, you just, you said, oh, Cube. What the fuck is up with Cube now? Mm-hmm. And that's always who I bring up when I try to make this point. Because everybody goes GOAT status with this dude off of two albums. And that's not enough. That's not a strong enough body of work to make that case. Right, yeah. right, right. I agree. But the impact of what he did in those two is worth the mention to rank him high. Yeah. Right. If Ice Cube would have died after death certificate, mm. and we never heard another thing from death after after that, we'd be saying the same thing about Ice Cube. Right. I guarantee you. Yeah. I guarantee you. And that's what it yeah. was. We don't know. We can't automatically assume that if Biggie was alive, everything would have been harmonious within his world and he would have made everything right. We don't know that. Because look at Q. Yeah. Q went certain deep. And, and, and to me, that that lane, that particular lane, if that's the lane you're coming in as a rapper, it lends itself to that. Because the game, you can only mature so much mm-hmm. in, in being a reporter of the game. Yeah. And then there's a time, like every other hustler, where they go, it's time to get out. So how do you reinvent yourself and still be relevant and still sound dope when you know you shouldn't be talking about the shit you talked the first three, four albums? Mm. So to me, it's it's a ceiling. When them dudes, when you're talking about flossing and hustling and all that, it's a ceiling. You can only go so far. Yeah. That's why I always go to guys like a Nas, Black Star, because they talk about any and Everything. Yep. These guys can only talk about so much. So. Right. Mm. All right. That's it for my list. But what was your favorite year in hip hop? Ninety three. Ninety three. That was um, 
Infamous, that was 36 Chambers, that was, uh, shit, uh, I want to say, Do You Want More, Roots, that was, uh, Type of 93, yep. and then shot some albums at me. Mm-hmm. That year was fun. Okay, you got Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, Midnight Marauders, uh, Tribe Called Quest, right. Enter the Stage, Black Moon, Reaching, Diggable Planets, Back the Fuck Up, Onyx, Return of the Boom Bap, KRS-One, uh, Black Sunday, Cypress Hill, Strictly for My Niggas, uh, Tupac, Balloon Mind State, De La Soul. The one that nobody talks about is a uh, great <laughs> album. Here comes the Lords, Lords of the Underground. I love Chief Rocker. Right, right. I right, love Chief right. Rocker. Funky Child, yep. yep. Doggy Style, Snoop. 1993, Naughty by Nature. Slaughterhouse, Master Ace Incorporated. Um, no Need for Alarm, Del the Funky Hopi, Homo Sapien. 93 Till Infinity, The World is Yours, Scarface. Getting Where You Fit In, Too Short. 187 he wrote, Spice One. 21 and over, the alcoholics till death do us fight. Yeah. That's a good year. That's a good year. That is a good year. You know what mm. I mean? So All right. that is um like 93, 94. It depends. You know what I mean? But like right around there. That's that's my that's my favorite year. I will give a slight nod to um ninety-nine, I think is it? That's the year Quemin I came out. Oh, 98. That was my year. I'm yeah. not mad at that. I am so not mad at that. They get a mention. Absolutely. Yeah. I right here. I we'll, love that cover. Is this 98? Is this 98? No, 99. The roots. 99? Okay. Things fall apart. Oh, man. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. This. Um, very few albums that I'm going to choose over this. Mm. This Aquemini is definitely. Yeah, this makes the case for 98. Absolutely, yeah. bro. Like, this is wow. You talk about maturation. Mm-hmm. That is a maturation. That is, to me, one of the perfect embodiments of art. Yeah. Like, from the artsy, artsy end mm-hmm. and hip hop. Like, just perfect yeah. symbiosis. No skips. No. Mm-hmm. Well, Mama Sita. Because <laughs> I can only t- take so much of that took. Mm-hmm. But. Like, yeah. Just he, wow, man. Just yeah. wow. Like this. Rosa Parks, Skew It on the Barbie. Um, let me see. Synthesizer. Yeah. Spotty Adi Dopalicious. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's funny because they come, they they come out, they, usually when you listen to a, a, a album, it starts in first gear, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you kind of ride along. You jump in in third. Yeah. Like Rosa Parks is right there and Skew It on the Barbie like, Itching next, like just when you hear now that you know the order of it, you know what I mean? Because when you first heard it, it was like wow, but mm-hmm. when you hear it over again to appreciate its subtle nuances, yep. it's like holy shit, Rosa Pox. And you know, the next song is Raekwon, yep, and fucking Outcast on a blackout session, on a fucking blackout yes. session. Like they just wild out over this high, high action, high intensity Slip- beat. Slippery was like, in this one too, right? Was the that? art of storytelling that they did? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was like it was on the remix, but that wasn't on the album. Right. 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 Yeah. But but even but even that. Mm-hmm. The, even you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was it was it, it also solidified three stacks as another storyteller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we we were privy to it the first two albums, but it was no denying. You're like, mm-hmm. this kid can tell a fucking story. Like uh liberation. Yep. 
They barely own the only thing they write. Only thing they rap on Liberation. Hmm. It's just Dungeon Family just blacking out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Big Rube and all of that shit, man. The skits, like it's just fuck, like yeah. wow. Like I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for this production. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. How did, how did these these how did they start here and manifest it into this physical creation? Like, hmm. what was the process? What a fucking album! And it, it from Southern Playlistic, well, players, what, what was it? Was that? Yeah, Southern Playlistic. Yeah. To AT Aliens to Quemini, like you'll be hard pressed to find a better maturation in first three albums. Like those only go to a handful of people. Hmm. Like, not everybody can do that shit. Bro. You're right. You know what I mean? Like this is that three is like. People's people's instinctive past, low end theory, midnight marauders. Like mm. that is a killer three, like a killer fucking three. And to, and they talked about again. It wasn't just stuff that appealed to the hustler. Mm. It, it was everyday man shit. You know what I mean? And that's the part that always appealed to me because not everybody's a fucking gangster. No. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's a drug dealer. Most people are regular ass people. Most mm. of the buyers, most of the consumers, and not just casual hip hop fans. I always believe, plat to, to me, platinum doesn't make you better. Mm -hmm. When you when you got when you people when you go platinum, you're you you're, you're into casual hip hop fans now. Yeah. Not ones that can tell you, mm. that have listened to the bulk of this collection right here. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? It's your gold fans that listen to the bulk of this collection right here. Because mm. you know what I mean? Casual yeah. hip hop fans. They just buying it because it's cool, or they buy it for a single. Yeah, right. you understand what I'm saying? The the real hip hop fans buy that shit from front to back, start to finish. You know what I mean? And and mm -mm. go if, if folks that are constantly gold and not platinum, to me, I think are usually the better artists because they really stick stick to the construct of the culture. Right. Mm. Where other ones got passes with some easy wins that got them on the pop charts that are high up on the billboard charts and mm -mm. so but yep. this <laughs> Jesus Christ Vic your favorite year favorite year yeah 98 um because like 98 like we had you know, we had some solid hits man we had like DMX yes. like flesh both like albums. both albums it's dark and hell is hot flesh of my flesh blood of my blood like when DMX came out like people lost their minds dude it was they yeah. really did they re his yeah. impact was Reminiscent of Wu, mm. like he was another one that you didn't see coming, yeah. right? You know what I mean? You really didn't see coming, and it was almost like by the time you realized it was too late. You know, what I mean? it was yep. like Who the that was it. And, that was me in eighth grade. Yeah. And and like like it's dark and hell is hot. That was like a straight up rebuke to the shiny suit era. Right, right, right. right. It was <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was Tim's yeah. black jeans. Yeah, and right. a tee. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, man, it, yep. <laughs> it was. It re yeah, absolutely right. And it was. Um, I think it's what helped the locks go. Oh yeah, fuck you, Diddy. Like, <laughs> you know I mean, like work, yeah. like you know, what I mean? because he was talking what they wanted to talk. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It was, and he, and he didn't give a shit. And yeah. Just but oh my gosh, I remember get at me, dog, and hitting, and with that impactful. First single the same way, protect your neck did. Mm -hmm. You know yep. what I mean. I rem I remember hearing protect your neck. I remember having the pager and my best friend Tyrone, he hit me with a nine one one page. Mm. Nine one one called me. He goes, yo, when you get off of work, come to my house as soon as you can. Why? What's wrong? Just man, just come. So I 
old record, get over there. And I walk in, and he got the, you know, this, the, the tiered stereo system, you know what I mean, with the amp and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And he got no the more. single, and mm-hmm. he just, I walk in, I go, what, what was the 911 for? And he just puts it on. He just puts on protect your neck. And you're like, <laughs> what? And then we played the song like six or seven times, like back to back to back to back, because mm-hmm. we just could not believe what the hell was coming out of our speaker. Mm-hmm. Like, here's nine dudes. And every one of them was spitting, like, yeah, <laughs> I, I you know what I mean, like lava rocks, like yep. what over this grimy ass, gritty ass, like, holy shit! Yeah. And this is at the time where my movement, uh, Bit the Bowl Island Troopers, this was in our prime, right? So this was, we were. I always tell people we were, we were, my group, I, we were individual artists. Well, the name of the entire collective was Bowdown Troopers. Mm-hmm. But we were in that woo mindset and already established. Mm-hmm. We opened up as Bowdown Troopers for Prince Rakim and the Genius back when they were Prince Rakim and the Genius yes. on Coach Chillin' Label. So mm-hmm. before woo was even out, we were out. So I always tell people before there was woo, there was us. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, because we're from Rhode Island, we didn't yeah. have. You know what I mean? You had the. Right, but but trust and believe the super group idea had already been done by the time we were taking it. So, but 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 I say that to say it spoke to me because we we had that. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh shit, they got a collective. Oh shit, everybody's dope. Oh shit, the production's dope. It was so it was just it, it really connected to us. And then finding out later on because I didn't know right away that the RZA and the Jizza were Prince mm-hmm. Rakim and the Genius. Mm. It wasn't until, you know, you started, until the album came out. Right. Yeah. And then you saw the face and you was like, oh shit, that's the dudes we opened up for a couple of years ago. Mm. Prince Joaquin and the G, you know what I mean? So, but, wow, I mean, just, yeah, like, just those impacts when you hear those first songs, DMX, and for, and that came out in, like, in the beginning of the year, mm. right? So, it's Dark and Hell is Hot comes out in the beginning of the year. Flesh of My Flesh comes out in the end of the same year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it, it, it it's it's a maturation, it's gutter, but it's still a maturation. Yeah. And it's like, it, it really changed the game. He is the one that was like, no, you can do more than one project in the year and be successful. Yep. And I give him his flowers and credit for that, but to our you know our, our discernment that we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. I do feel some sort of way because you do get saturation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, you know. yeah. What's your favorite yet? 2003. Oh, okay. 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 Black album. Give it your die try and speak a box and love below. Chicken and beer was a good album, but not Ludacris's best. Agreed. Mm. Agreed. I I probably put a toss up between release therapy and word of mouth as Luda's best. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. Um, T.I.'s Trap Music, Philadelphia Freeway, Beg for Mercy, Diplomatic Immunity. Yes, they took their L. Wow. But, yeah, but, yeah, but let's, yeah, don't, don't, but you the, can't, you right, can't disrespect that. Joel's first album, From Me to You, was good. And I'm not even a Diplomat fan, mm. but I am not so close minded as to yeah. negate their impact. Yeah. Mm. That was every bit of Obi Trice's Cheers, they were right, they were right, he was riding on that G Unit wave because yep, it was G Unit Aftermath. Shady up. It was all in it. Fabulous Street Dreams. 
Neptunes Presents the Clones, a fire. Wow. That's a that, fire that compilation, compilation right? album yeah. that does not, I feel that does not get its, that does not get its flowers. Mm. Um, Little Kim's La Bella Mafia. If you remember, she had that joint, I Came Back for You, the one mm. that Kanye produced. Um, wow. That, wow. That's that okay. was David Band is Mississippi the album. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yep. Like, and as I was a huge Rockefeller fan, Memphis Bleach made made was a good album. I liked that one. It, it didn't hold my attention long enough. He um he 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 he, he he's not a, he's not an album person. Mm. He's a, Features. He's, he's a cameo king. Yeah. Yeah. Cameo yeah. king. Yeah. There's a lot of there's always. That was um Buster Rhymes' boy, Last Boy Scout was like that. Mm. Cameo king. I get on you and murder your shit. Album wise. Nope. Mm. Yeah. Also, Joe Budden's first album. Dope. Oh yeah, yeah. Dope album. Yeah. That's not a bad year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Good picks. Whew. That's yeah. all I got. Damn, we went through the list. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I had a few, but uh, okay. I know I know we're uh, running on. I mean, I I want I don't want to disrespect your time or anything, but listen, my wife. Uh, well, she won't change the locks on me. Yeah. <laughs> all right so i got all right so i, I actually have three more three more okay. for you so um i if we're so one one subgenre of hip-hop that doesn't get enough attention is horrorcore all right so we're talking about two of the prime horrorcore albums mm-hmm. we got dmx it's dark and hell is hot mm-hmm. and eminem's marshall mathers lp i wanted to put one up against marshall mathers lp and i could not even think of one I mean, like, both of those albums, like when they came out, they exploded. Yeah, it was a huge explosion when they came out. When those albums came out, mm-hmm. like yeah. Marshall Mathers and had Snoop and RB, you know, RBX mm-hmm. exhibit Sticky most of them on That's one song. That's a great. Yeah, matchup. you know, I'm gonna give you that one. Wow. Like horror. A song where he just murders his wife. Yeah. It's just, it's not even a, like, he's not even rapping. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's a long skit. Yep. And at, everybody was recreating that in school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Um, yeah. I'm just kind of thinking about how they came to pass and the meteor cries that came with it. Because mm. yeah. I still don't think, even for what we knew this little white kid from raucous right yeah he's a little hot kid from raucous that kills all the cameos and got these little crazy songs and you're like he's funny right you're like he's funny he's witty he's he's dark he's dark in a in a in a in a in a comedic way, in a comedic way. yeah yeah in a, like he, he melds macabre and comedy right right yeah but you still didn't know what to expect with the martial rap Right, mm. you hear hi, my name mm. is right, and you're like, mm. and then you listen to it, and it's like, what kind of fucking psychedelic LSD trip is this? Mm-hmm. But it's but it's 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 done well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it is it is a well orchestrated psychedelic trip. Yeah, right. And then you have DM, and it's I'm just thinking about it because the allegiance of fans that they. Acquired, created, yes, created even better. Mm-hmm. Created because their fans go the three hottest fans in the world are Wu fans, DMX fans, and M fans. Mm. 
I agree. Yeah. 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 I'm a DMX. They are sellers. You are sellers. Eminem fans don't think anything that man puts out is garbage. DMX fans, Wu fans, nothing is garbage from for them. Mm. And we all know, right? Back, the, the rest of us back on I, earth know that nothing's pristine all the way through in, in, in all their respects. Yeah. Right? But we cannot deny the cult. Right? <laughs> yeah. The cult. Yeah. Followers, that is Eminem yep. fans. That is Eminem fans. That is Wu fans. That is DMX fans. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, it is, and, and you can't slight them. It has, it has to be brought up when you are doing these things and trying to pick. So, shit, man. Again, I'm just going to go back to what we said, which one I reached for the most. Mm. Dark and Hell is Hot. Mm. Okay. Just, I got to say, I got to go with M on that one. Yeah. By uh, this much here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a, Same? Yeah, I'm going to go with yeah. M. Okay. Yeah. And I just, I think just I could... I could underst- I could relate to yeah. DMX more. I'm, I'm, I'm neither. Like, right. the person I am, I'm a pacifist, so I'm neither. Yeah. But I think I could just kind of relate to the struggle. Because they both talk, it's hardcore, but mm. there's struggle wrapped in there, too. Right. Oh, yeah. Both of their struggles is, is, is definitely recorded in, this, in, the, in that project, both yeah. their projects. So it's just the struggle that I could identify with more, I think, as we learn this. But then okay. also, too, Marshall Mathers, when he had like guys like RBX, Snoop, Exhibit, and all that, he actually showed, like, okay, these are some big names, right? And some big name lyricists, I can hang with these guys, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. He was never afraid to 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 grab stellar features, right? Because he because he knew what we learned. That yep. I, no, I'm dope. I'm I'm gonna be dope, and I'm gonna hold yeah. my own. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a hard one, but yeah, I'll go with. That is a hard. That's uh, a good one. Yeah, I'll go, with it. yeah. <laughs> go ahead, um, go ahead. All right, so I got two more. So one, uh, so one's from the last decade. So we got Pusha T, "My Name Is My Name," versus Kendrick Lamar's "Good Kid, Mad City." Mm. 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 Um. Good kid, Kid Mad, Mad City. City. Yeah. <laughs> and and. He, um, yeah, I just Good Kid, Mad City was one that was one of the first uh, albums. So I got put on to Kendrick Lamar by my younger cousins, right? And that was one of the ones. My my cousin Patrick, he was like, "Yo, you know Kendrick Lamar?" And I had heard the name, mm-hmm. right? I heard it attached. You know, this kid is killing the ciphers or whatever. You know, it's just so I didn't know much about. It, but I heard the name, and I told mm-hmm. him, "I heard the name." He's like, "Yo, you got to listen to this Good Kid, Mad City," and he gave it to me. And that dropped like right before the summer, if I'm not mistaken, or during the summer. Mm. It wasn't winter. Because I remember it was heavy rotation during my summer, during that summer. It was definitely rotating. I was like, holy shit. And I've always respected Pusha. I was more of a Clips fan than a Pusha fan. Yep. I could have put that against him for this. Again, that's another one of them. All right, I'm done listening to Coke stories. Yeah. So, for me, Kendrick Lamar, because again, creativity, content, variety, diversity, um, yeah. being able to touch on a wider array of topics. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with Kendrick because Dr. Dre signed him. Mm-hmm. That was all he needed. 
He had his own production. Dre had no Dre had no production on that album. Really? None. Wow. I thought he produced a couple of tracks on there. Nope. Wow. I know since that album like five times. That's that's just another feather in the cap. He was just like all he needed was Dre's name. Yeah, he had the he had the verse on Compton. That's all it was that's all he needed. Yeah. And he really didn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, he had the the joint Compton. With Dre on it, produced by Just Blaze, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. that record was that was actually the record that put me on to Kendrick, like because that was one of the, you know one of Just Blaze explosion explosion beats, and I'm like, yo, who is this kid? Mm. Like, same you. I heard the name. Okay, I need to listen to this album. Yeah, and then I was like, all right, cool. I do think To Pimp a Butterfly is better though. Mm. Nah. Uh, it, it, that's that's a great album, but I still go with Cook Hit Mad City more than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I I respect the maturation yeah. of To Pimp a Butterfly, but I just yeah I think I I I knew it to I knew to expect excellence from To Pimp a Butterfly. Oh okay. yeah. Cook Hit Mad City was the like oh who's it like finding yeah, something who new. was this? Oh yeah. yeah yeah it was yeah it was very refreshing in that aspect. So absolutely. Yeah. And I got one more matchup for y'all. Okay. Go ahead. What is the greatest Wu Tang solo album? In the one corner, we got Raekwon, only built for Cuban links, versus Ghostface Killers, Supreme Clientele. Okay. Ooh. No, I got my answer. Oh. And you know, Ray and Ghost, they go together like this like peanut right. butter and chocolate or jelly. Right. So, this would have been a hard. Bo- yeah. We would know that. Oh, like. They're both on each other's albums. Right. Yep. Like they, yeah. Oh. Mmm. Let me see where is it. Only built for Cuban links. Okay. All right. Even though La Lagos is a club banger that Absolutely. still holds still up holds to up. this <laughs> day. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um. You ought to be ashamed of yourself if you don't got that song in your Serata. Right. So. <laughs> This would have been a harder decision had you said Iron Man. Because mm. to me, Iron Man's the better of the two Ghostface albums. Really? I prefer Supreme Clientele. Opi- in my opinion. Just in okay. my opinion. Cause, yeah. And that's not to say, that's not to slight Supreme Clientele. Because yeah. it is, it is, it was, what I like about it was, you know, is he going to be able to live up to the hype of Iron Man? Mm-hmm. And Supreme Clientele came up and he was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. He did. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. But Purple Tape was just... Purple mm-hmm. Tape was to me Riz's finest album. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, um, the, the, the features, the features, every feature is so on point. Mm-hmm. Um, it is most not relatable, most relative to 36 Chambers. To me, it fits right in the pocket of 36 Chambers. Mm. And if some may say the return to 36 Chambers was old dirty, but like, I don't know. It was just, it's so drug dealer rap. It's so New York. It's so 
woo. It's so like just like you have to wear Timberlands when oh. you wear that when you listen right, to right, that album. You're right, you're right. Like you can't listen to that in pajamas. Like it's it's, it's, it's almost like d- d- blasphemous. You know what I right. mean? Mm-hmm. And like just Nas, a, a young Nas, like through the lights, cl- cameras, and action, glamour, glitter, glitter, and gold. I unfold the scroll and plant seeds to stampede the globe. Hmm. Whoa. It's <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal. Right, and we're going back to what? 25 years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 30, almost 30 years ago? Who's rhyming like that? Now! Now! <laughs> now! Listen. Like, whoa. This? Shark biters, verbal intercourse, ice cream. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah, man, it just it is. It is the pain and full of its time. Hmm. I can, yeah. There's a lot of like the impact with that had. Same with Raekwon. It was there was no mistake, and this this is, this is this is an ode to anybody who sold crack late at night, or anybody who cooked crack, who sold powder. Who rob people? Like, I'm not trying to glamorize it, but like, let's not let's not front. We all have our favorite gangster movies too, right? Oh yeah. So, same deal, same ideology. Like, you have a favorite gangster movie, you have a favorite gangster ass CD, and that is just a East Coast gangster ass blueprint. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's up there with it's. You know what? So, if reasonable doubt is how Brooklyn gangsters and hustlers get it going. That was Staten is how Staten Island got to go. Mm. That that's how I that's how I read it. That's how I listened to it. So yeah, yeah, purple tape, man. That purple tape is just that's another one that's hard pressed to, to go up against. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah, I'll go with Cuban links. Yeah, me, me too. I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Raekwon's joint, and, and don't forget incarcerated Scarface. Right, right, that right, joint. right, right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And like. Even cr- criminology, that was the lead single. So criminology is the lead single. Mm-hmm. With the old Scarface. And that's mm-hmm. the thing, too. Used all the right Scarface yep. uh, sound bites and shit. You know what yep. I mean? Like skits, all of it. All of it. You know what I mean? So it was just. It's just yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably yeah. serious. I will say, though, Apollo Kids, though, that beat. That yes. gets me. Yeah. That gets me energized, yo. That's that's. If I was a re- if I was a professional wrestler, that would be my entrance theme right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's high impact energy. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. Supreme clientele is. A du- I think I'm gonna have to listen to that again. But yeah, it's just like I said. If you just said I Iron Man, because Iron Man was just like. Yeah. That See, was, that's the conveniences of streaming services now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm gonna go back and listen to this and like. Now I'm gonna listen to some of these two. I'm gonna put them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be some fun, fun listening now. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, yeah. you we can't you can't have you can't have conversations like this no more. No, no it's it's um, it's know what it is too because people make the mistake in these debates when you choose someone, people automatically assume that you're saying that the other person is just garbage or the other project is garbage. No, that's no. never the case. Oh no, it's just. It's always subjective, it's, right? At the end of the day, it's always subjective. It's just a matter of taste, yep. matter of opinion. But like, yeah, it's it's it doesn't mean when I tell people that when they go, "Big's not in your top," it doesn't mean Big's whack. Yeah, <laughs> right. it does not mean that. <laughs> it just means there's just other variables that are, that are, you know what I mean. And to me, that's the that that's the part that 
I always like in these debates. When somebody can pick up, can use the variables to their advantage. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because sometimes it boils down to the variables. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they hit all the marks in most of the boxes, mm-hmm. and then you got to start really looking for imperfections or not imperfections, but right. just you know slights or whatever. Yeah. You know what e- I mean? It's like me watching Marvel. You got to look for the Easter eggs. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yep. right. And you, I'm sorry, but. You can't do that with a pop smoke record nowadays. And and, and no, God bless the dead, but I'm just saying. And he was of of all of them because I don't know one from the other. Like I really don't. Man. Man. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't knock. I I'm done knocking it. I'm done being the old guy in the porch shaking his fist at the. Yeah, hey, you trapped to get my yeah him. to get off my lawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't. But he, I liked him. Mm. I, I liked pop smoke. I liked his voice. I liked the songs that I heard. And I, what I think, what I really most liked about him was his sound, his voice, because it wasn't auto tuning. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I, guys that do trap music and don't have auto tune, I will give you a quicker listen. Mm-hmm. I'll be more apt to go. All right, what do you have to say? You know what I mean? Because if you can write, because the one thing I will say about trap beats and trap music is that cadence and flow. It's pretty dope. Like I like the you, beat yeah. you can get it and you can ride it and they and they're riding that shit and ones that do it well mm-hmm. like okay and they you know like tip hat tip yeah. to you sir but yep. you know it's it's my my hang up with it is it is homogenized mm-hmm. you can say if you want but there's a B, there's a BPM range that they really don't go out of mm-hmm. um, it's all in triple time it's you know what I mean so like in yeah. in I miss being I, I miss being able to go that dude's from LA. Yeah. That dude's from Chicago. Right. Mm-hmm. That dude's from NY or that dude's from East Coast, that dude's from West Coast, whatever it is. And I know people be like, Well that's labels, but still Dude. it was you know what it was? It was like a representative from your region. Yeah. So it, it's it, you know, hip hop is the music of the disenfranchised, so disenfranchised people, we don't get to travel. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't have that kind of money to just travel all over the country so your representative your whoever your hot dude was from your region that's who i got to learn from yeah. i learned west coast culture from q you know mm-hmm. what i mean like death certificate america's most i learned from q or mca guys like that i learned i learned houston culture from face and ugk i learned you know what i mean and now you don't know everybody it. sounds when the they same. said panda was from brooklyn i was like the fuck out of here you say panda was <laughs> from brooklyn and wow. he is from brooklyn, brooklyn. Like, native brooklyn like not a transplant brooklyn like he's from brooklyn i'm like what mm-hmm. you like you give that a pass out there and you know but so i uh i i tend not to give them the listen because of that but i do i did like pop smoke yeah. i will say that he was the one he was the one dude I could listen to. Mm. Yeah, like the music today, I listen to it because I have to. Right. Yeah. Because I, I DJ. Definitely have to. Yeah. Not because I want to, because I have to. Mm-hmm. So it's just like there's. That's why I can't really rock with Kanye's new one because it sounds the same. Like I need, I need that combination. I need the beats. I need the lyrics. I need it. All into one, and I miss that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss that. I miss the days where, like, the beat would grab my attention. Right. Yep. 
but the man and then the lyrics will keep my attention yeah, perfectly accompaniment yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong this there's times when you can respect and honor the fact that a lyricist carried the track mm-hmm. you're like, you know yeah. what I mean you're like yo the beat is man but he or she makes it that much <laughs> makes it that much better right you know what I mean so but the perfect symbiosis of beat to lyric is like when you hear it it's Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it evokes emotion. It evo- you know what I mean. It does. It, it does so many different. It takes things. you to a place. It takes. You it to takes a place. you to the place that they're talking about. Right. You right. can understand it. You know what right. I mean. Watch right. that. You. You know what? Here's the difference between our generation and theirs. There's a video on YouTube where uh, Little Uzi Vert was on the Ebro in the Morning show. Okay. And he was like, "All right, I want you to split. So I want you to spit something. All right, freestyle." And he was like. And then Uzi Vert goes, I'm a rock star. If you put on one of those old beats, right. I'm not, pl- I'm not rapping. I remember that. He's like, we determine if you're a rock star. Right. Mm. Right. He put on Kanye's Robocop from 808s and Heartbreaks, which is kind of like that transitional period of both. Yeah. Mm. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Mm. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Right. And and you know that, that that that's another debate for another day because that's the difference between rappers and MCs. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean, and you know what side of the line I fall on. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's. I'm a rock star. Then 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 do rock music. Music. Mm-hmm. You look like one. Don't, you don't you don't dare. Come on a hip hop show, because you're a hip hop artist, and the first word out your mouth is I'm a rock star. Hmm. No. Yeah. No. No, not at all. Kid Rock's a rock star. You know what I mean? Like Corn, they're rock stars. Like, yeah. like, it's a whole other genre, bro. Like, I know you want to live your life like a rock star, but like, go so. And and the thing about Little Uzi Vert, he's not a he was before he went that route because he was a rapper. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was the, uh, or you know a, a, a decent facsimile of. Like the dude, like he, he used to spit in a different cadence. He used to spit in that traditional, you know, yeah. hip hop cadence. Like this early, early shit, and he just he went rock star. Hmm. But like, don't shit, don't don't say old beats. Like, <laughs> if it wasn't for walk this way, you might not even have a fucking job. Exactly, I'm like, right. them old beats. Like, and that's the that's <laughs> them the part old that beats. Get, what that's what gets me murder in my fish, these my fish shaking mode from yeah. the porches when. It's like anything else. I always tell people hip hop is the only genre where it's it's successors don't do the due diligence and learn the history. Mm. When a kid picks up a guitar and he wants to become a grunge artist or a metal artist or an acoustic artist, yeah. he goes back. back. Mm-hmm. He goes to Zeppelin. He goes to Hendrix. He goes to Clapton. You understand what I'm saying? Jazz, when a kid picks up a piano and wants to be a jazz, he goes to Miles. He goes to mm. Ahmed Jamal. Like, they go yeah. back and they study their fucking gods and mm. the people that made this shit what it was and get a sense of self and why they are drawn to this shit. Very, These kids very think the shit started whenever the fuck they woke up. Yeah. <laughs> and the shit pisses me off because in the beginning, I had to fight my parents and, and elders 
it is as to as to our viability in this, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm fighting the fucking kids for the same fucking thing. Like fuck off, bro. Mm. We know you know what we went through to make this shit like this to have it. To have it. Simply have it. Simply have it. To simply have it. To make this shit viable enough so you motherfuckers can make dumbass YouTube videos and get monetized off of views off of being clout chasers. Mm. Fuck you. Don't you ever slight my shit. Mm. Do the history. You need every fucking kid that can hear this shit. Please, if you are out here now, you need to find Cool Herc's Cool Herc and shake his hand. You mm. need to find Grandmaster Flash and thank and, and say thank you and pay such fucking homage because you don't even realize like and it's 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 no different than the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. The reason we are where we are and could we be better? Absolutely, we could be better. Yeah. But people will tell you from who lived that era that we are in a better state than where they were. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the music. So like. Don't slight the motherfuckers that did all the heavy lifting mm. for you motherfuckers to, to tell me that Lil Wayne's the fucking goat. Eat a dick. Preach. <laughs> don't, don't, don't talk that to me. I remember when this shit was not on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? I remember when when rap rap songs cracked the radio. When Sugar Hill was the only rap oh, wow. song. And then another one came, and then another one came, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until 1990 something mm-hmm. that we had, and not not, and I'm not saying New York, I'm saying nationwide. It wasn't too really the 90s until all rap format radio stations were nationwide. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. miss me with all that. Yep. I'm a child of the 80s. I was 10 years old, 1980. I remember when. When I remember the first everything, the first time the vid, rap videos came on MTV, the first time a rap song was the hit on regular radio, the first time college radio had an all rap format, the first time Kicks 106 went. You understand what I'm saying? I remember mm-hmm. seeing all these milestones. So when you get somebody who was born into having all this already here. Mm-hmm. You can't explain the struggle to, and, and and get them to actually understand it, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean. Yeah. So like, yeah, like when folks be like, "Yo, tell me why you're mad." I'm mad because you ain't. Mm. I'm mad because you don't understand. Don't shit on people. Don't tell me when we talk about greatest groups and you don't mention Run DMC in your top three. You, you, that is asinine. That is blasphemous. Mm. They laid a blueprint for every fucking group. Every group, every group, fuck man, Wu Tang. It yep. started with them. It didn't start with with One DMC per se, but they were the big dogs that, that made me? that made that it. Gave us it. That yeah. gave us it, man. That 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 fucking just really was like that. That fucking put the wedge in the back. The foot, the wedge their foot in the back door. It said, "Come on, everybody!" Mm-hmm. Like really, man. Like really, really, and. Them got Houdini like these guys worked hard to be to to make nationwide concert tours, mm-hmm. right? To sell it to the promoters. There were no promoters that were, the promoters that were they didn't want to do were, it. They didn't want to do it. They want to fuck with this shit, mm-hmm. this nigga shit, this this fad. Like yeah. I remember my my uncles and my father telling me in three years, 
Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to even hear this music again. Multiply that by 30. <laughs> by 10. And here we are. And yep. 40. Yeah, 40. 40. Mm-hmm. 40. Because for me, and it starts in the 70s in New York. Right. But that yep. I can't attest to. I just can, my earliest memories, I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So from 1980 to right now, 41 years later. Yeah. And it is the universal language. The universal language. Give a shit. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is everywhere and everything. It from 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 cereal, right? Yeah. To ramen, mm-hmm. to cars, to perfume. There's a fucking Tiffany jewel. There's a Tiffany, uh, the jewelry, the high end jewelry company, Tiffany yeah. and Company. Yep. There's a there's a commercial out for that they have right now with Nas's New York State of Mind. There it is. There was a cologne, and they like that. The commercial was out like a couple months ago. Rapper's delight. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, tax scoop. There it is. Like, yeah. it's fucking. I'm so mad they didn't make it. I'm so mad they didn't make that into a full song. You and Justin Case. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Because here's the thing that everybody is like, they love scoop. There it is, and it was they made to a song. And I'm gonna tell you this, and this is something that nobody will fucking admit. Nobody liked that song when this shit came out. It was fucking pop. It was catchy. And it was in the same vein as Who Let the Fucking Dog Oh, shit. Like, let's not front. It was every bit as pop as MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice of its time. I I was going to put those two two albums against each other, but everybody only knows. We played it, but they were. Hammer got the edge because Hammer had two songs while Vanilla Ice had one. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and but and, but here's what I'm saying about tag team, every like that whoop there it is it 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 was the pet rock of its time. It had its 15 minutes of fame, but nobody, and I mean nobody, was looking for a tag team album. Nobody, no. We had it on. We body. had it on the radio, and we was cool. Mm-hmm. Whoop there it is was fine. It served its purpose. It mm-hmm. really did. It, it had its 15. And it, and it died out like it should. It, it is <laughs> not what everybody makes it out. Oh, they stole Scoop Down. I wish they should have made it. No. Let yeah. that song die and be dead. <laughs> that is that Scoop Down. I swear it bothers me every time I hear it because it was just so not the same. Yeah, but it's just fun. It's just fun. Oh, yeah. For the cop, for the cop. Without a doubt. Without yeah. Like for, I said, it's for the comments. Yeah. It definitely served its purpose. And it's funny in its, in its format, you know, the yeah. Scoop but. No, we don't need this song. It's, it's good. Nah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We, yeah, that's right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be like, where was you? I'm going to be like, we was discussing classic hip-hop albums. My grandma's going to go, oh. oh. <laughs> she knows I can talk about this mm. all fucking day. So right. two and a half hours worth. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's our I can't wait to listen. That's our I can't wait to listen back to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. We might have to do a part two and... That's what I'm I was thinking. I'm going to have to bring some, some put pan together some stuff. You're always welcome. You yeah, know no that. Doubt, no doubt. By no all doubt. means. Like, not, I, listen, <laughs> we're going to do this again for sure. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't forget, we still got, I still want to do the um, Black Sitcom Wives tournament too. Oh, Black Sitcom you know, Wives. We, we talked about this we Black did. Sitcom before. I- even if we revisit the black sitcom again and open this up and really put all that other fluff up in there and really whittle this shit down. See, but, man, yeah, but you biased, man. <laughs> He's like, Claire, it's Claire Hoxtable. Now, well, listen, listen, big fun in Baltimore. 
with the wretched. Do with the wretched. With the, with the, with the wretched and the big one. Man, classic. Classic. Yeah. And, and she spoke she spoke Spanish. She could sing. Like and she could sing like like she could have gave R and B artists a run for their money at that time. Yeah, was, she was on par with anybody. And I, and that was a Whitney that was when Whitney was part of the game. That mm. was young Whitney. Mm-hmm. And Felicia Rashad. Like go back and just think go back to some of the episodes. Yeah. I think about some of the things. She sang in a choir. She sang jazz. She like she was do what Motown, like whatever you needed. She sang alongside Mary Wilson. Yeah, and she sang along Mary fucking legend Wilson. She's still killing it. And still still killing it. it. Judge me. I watch This Is Us. Okay. She's on it. Okay. Okay. She's on it. She plays Beth's mother. And you know she's on it. You're like. She's a a dean of um, of, uh, performing arts at Howard now. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Goddess. Yes, goddess. 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 Like, and you know, the reason she speaks Spanish is because she lived in Mexico for a time. Her mother moved them to Mexico. Wow. How about right that? There. Yep. How about that? Not mm. Wow. Oh, fucking that. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, well, Felicia, right. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah so yeah man once again bad Lad, thank you so much for you know joining us anytime man, man. anytime yeah. i i and you, we guys always come up with the best topics and i always like hanging out with y'all because i learn something from y'all always. <laughs> I always there's always some things i know you guys bring me on here for my old back when i was a kid stories and stuff but <laughs> you guys always enlighten me to some certain things and i always come up out here a bit smarter than i was before i, when I arrived so same here yeah likewise likewise <laughs> absolutely likewise and and yeah man uh you can uh thank y'all for watching and listening uh you can catch all of our episodes on uh, soundcloud spotify facebook every tuesday night at 8 p.m eastern mm-hmm. uh Twitter at Codex Prime Cast, Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast. Uh, Bad Lad, uh, you have anything to plug? Tell good people where they can find you. Uh, Bad Lad, the comic on everything. Yeah. Um, uh, Friday, Rakim, Strand. Uh, Sunday at Troop with Crazy Beats. Uh, Sample is Delight. For those of you who like, uh, who really like your, your hip hop like that, it's a it's it's a great night of uh, hearing original samples. Alongside the hits that they come from, um, uh, Lefty won't be there this Sunday. It's usually Lefty and Craze. Lefty won't be there this Sunday because he has a prior engagement. But if you ever get a chance to see, uh, we do it monthly, first Sunday of every month. Shout out to Lord Graham from Dirty Dirty who was uh, curating all of this. Um, but if you get a chance and you see it and you see that Lefty's on, come see it. Come see it anyway, even with Craze because he really digs in the crates. But what? Uh, the visual aid, the visual part is from Lefty is he does a 45 set, mm. and he does obscure and rare, rare 45s. So rare 45s that you gotta kind of really go crate digging for, and obscure where um, Mob Deep shook ones on 45. Mm. Like yeah, Damn. right, right, that kind of shit. You know what I mean? So it's okay. it's also a visual as well as an audio. So it's um, but either way. It's what we like to call cigar and cognac hip hop. You know, it's, it's 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 not for the turner. It's not really for the for the party. It's to just yeah, kind of vibe out and really get your library up. It's a lot of shazamming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, this, oh shit, oh that's where they that's where they got that from. And then yeah, I with a new love, appreciation for I some, love so. listening. Yeah, I love so listening to original that, samples. Um, mm. 
September 24th, I am at the CBS Comedy Scene in Patriot Place. Um, and Sunday, September 26th, I am doing two shows alongside Bill Bellamy at the Comedy Connection. Right on. Anyone else, please? You doing that's what's up. So I'm trying to get bit. my shows in before they shut the world down again. Mm. Oh, don't say that. Mm. That seems like that's what it's going on. Indeed. That's another discussion. Yeah. No, parents would be pissed off about that school shopping. <laughs> right. Oh, that school right. shopping. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Go back to virtual learning. Right. Holy shit. I didn't even think of that. Wow. Oh, man. Yep. So. But, but that, is, that is what it's up with me. Oh, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Yeah. Oh, and every Friday, the hottest virtual Zoom unity. party. Zoom Unity. Hosted by yours truly. Uh, curated and spun by the 18 DJs and this man as well. Um, also, I did original content by my wife, Star Tender, uh, who in her 52 Reasons to Party uh, comes with a different co drink cocktail as well as its origins of its base liquor. So you learn about the history of vodka and where vodka and came from. And that tequila drink when Rapid Tees or yep. Rapid Tees they're opening. Yeah. She made she made me the tequila drink from the night before. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, she um, she's she's actually been getting um, she's uh, been getting requests to uh, batch out signature drinks for private parties. So yeah, she comes in and she does. She sits down like almost as a consultation with the party goer, and they talk about what their favorite liquors are, what their favorite juices are, whatever. And then she comes up with a with a drink, and she's also done. Um, mixed parties where there's been drinkers and non-drinkers, so she does a cocktail. A signature cocktail, and then she does a mocktail hmm. for those who. So, yeah, so it's a lot of original content, a lot of music, a lot of fun. And what's been going on lately is we've been averaging about thirty to thirty-five viewers strong every week, and the bulk of them are from Rhode Island. Right. We got viewership from California, Toronto, Chicago, London, Bermuda. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's been it's really um. You know, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's real cool. And shout out to uh, the Cali contingency that that has really um, took a shine to us. Hmm. There's a, there's a group of folks in the Bay Area that do virtual parties too, that saw ours on the strength of a Twitch uh, episode that left the ad. Right. Yeah. And they he sent it. He was like, if you guys like what you do, what you saw, join us for Zoom Unity on that Friday. And they joined us that following Friday and never left. And now what we used to do from 7 to 11 usually ends at like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning now because the Cali folks are yeah, they're just getting in at 11 o'clock right. our time. You know what I mean? So it's it's cool. It's um it's, it's a whole vibe. Um, and if the world does shut back down, we're so far ahead of the game that it's going to be cool. So I need and I'm putting them on the spot. Uh, um, Blurred Eye episode should be coming soon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a grip. So, so I'm waiting for some more. So yes, Lord, I do definitely in the building. So. Yes, yes, I'll definitely be working on those. But right. yeah, so thank me, thank, thank, thank you guys for having me. Um, oh man, it was a pleasure. And uh, yeah, so when I go home, I have video documentation that yes, I just spent my the past two and a half hours talking about. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's on my pit, and I'm press releasing too. Right. Yeah, love that you, woman. You really took that long. I'm gonna go. Here it is. <laughs> it. You want it? You want watch? Well, that's right, right, right. You're gonna turn it up in a port in a half hour, but trust me, it's two and a half hours strong. So, thank you yep. for that. And um, yeah, anytime, man. Uh, yeah. You know how to find yourself. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Yeah. So once again, thank you all for watching and listening. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. Yeah.